Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Was that like the draft noise? Like the noise it, it was make? something. Okay, I tell you, I tell you what it also is though. What is it? Episode one hundred for the wrestling realm now. <laughs> yes, podcast. sir. And it is only fitting that tonight we celebrate, and we will celebrate like no other celebration. It is a mm-hmm. wrestling realm now podcast party edition, and we definitely have one of somebody we have been waiting to get on the show for a long 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 time we're here to do the favors to pay him back for all the great things he has done and this gentleman has such a crazy crazy story but it's going to be a lot of fun so if you are here and you are watching ladies and gentlemen please i need you to go use the bathroom buckle your seatbelts up and get ready for the funniest ride you've ever been on because this is going to be one of those shows we are waiting for brother brandon to make his way to the building but until then Ladies and gentlemen, episode 100, Crown Jewel, NXT, AW, is definitely a party. Drums, please. This is how we do Houston, we have a problem. Yes! And for the hundredth time, welcome to the WrestleRound Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now, right now, <laughs> you can watch all of our wrestling realm content anytime on YouTube.com/slash The Wrestling Realm. I am your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the realness himself, the real Wayne Allen. He is your host. Brother Hugh has the third. A to A to the S. T to the H to the E. Three to the R. To the D. He is your host. Hollywood. Brian H. Waters <laughs> in the building. And brother Guy, the Belt King himself. Brandon the Guy Guy will be joining us shortly. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Rustling Rum Now podcast. Episode 100. Hit some horns. Mac, 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 There it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome. Congratulations to you, brothers. Take a bow. Oh, 100 yes. episodes of shenanigans. 
Mm-hmm. We made it. <laughs> he's brother. He's laughing because I'm just like, man. If anybody has to deal with us for 100 episodes. Good gosh, mm-hmm. I definitely want to apologize. But definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> Welcome to the Wrestling Rum Now podcast. 100th episode Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. Please follow us on social media platforms such as Instagram, Threads. Threads? 100th episode, and I say Threads. Threads, Twitter. <laughs> and Facebook at Wrestling Rum. I think I'm a thread live. I think Is you that should. How said do you do you thread live like you sewing something anyway? I, I don't, but I'm gonna nope. do that tonight. Follow okay. us on threads because we thread live tonight, baby. There you go. We said like that tonight, baby. Like, subscribe, <laughs> and engage in the conversation with us. You can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Watch and subscribe to our Twitch channel at the Wrestling Room. Speaking of Twitch, I found my capture card and I found my Nintendo 64. It's gonna be one of those days. We'll get into Uh-oh. that just a little bit later. But if you want to support the wrestling realm, head over to wrestlingrealm.com for all your wrestling realm merchandise. That's right. We have cups. We have mugs. We have hoodies. We have jackets. We have so much and so How forth. Do? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Do it. Show it. <laughs> Look at that. Product placement. That's on purpose. Very intentional. Wrestlingrealm.com. <laughs> it's good coffee, brother. For all your wrestling <laughs> realm now. Merchandise. We have new t-shirts. We have slash prices. We have added <laughs> products. So if you want to be a part of the brand and support us and look just as cool as we do wearing Wrestling Realm merchandise, head over to WrestlingRealm.com. Pretty soon, each week, we will be uh, unveiling new merchandise, give you guys a closer look of what we have available. So if you want to support, we'll be doing live unboxings of Wrestling Realm merchandise on the show as we uh, get into this portion of the show as we get started. Also, for all exclusive shows and bonus material, head over to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. What can I say about Patreon? Well, I'll say this. There's a few stories that we can't say. And if you want to hear them, patreon.com slash wrestling underscore realm. Also, Brian, it's your thoughts. So much more to come. Realness Reacts is coming soon. We have three subscription bases. You can subscribe for just as low as a dollar if you so choose. But patreon.com, we are working on so much more exclusive shows and bonus material for you, for you all to be a part of. And uh, there's so much more to come. Just be patient with us. But patreon.com slash Wrestling underscore realm. Please do not forget the underscore. That is thing. Do not forget it. Please do not never gonna forget it. Never gonna forget it. This is the part where somebody's supposed to sing like never gonna forget, never gonna forget it. But it's okay. I thought about it. <laughs> thought about it. You thought about it. My bad. I hesitate. No, I you. I has you know what? But you. No, it's it's okay though. But you know what I also thought about. <laughs> I thought about if you're looking to purchase tickets to concerts, live shows, sporting events, and more, we are hot and heavy into football season. Head over to SeatGeek.com where you can use promo code WrestlingRealm to save $20 off any one-time purchase of $50 or more. Now, when you're purchasing tickets, most of the time, you don't go by yourself. There's usually more than one. And the way ticket prices are going these days, do yourself a favor. If you have never used the promo code WrestlingRealm, save yourself $20 on any ticket price of $50 or more. If you already used it, create a new email and use it again. (laughs) G-code. G-code. So if you've never used it, you've never used it before, or if you have, create a new email. Keep saving yourself $20 on any one-time purchase of $50 or more. That's right. SeatGeek.com. Use promo code WrestlingRealm. All one word, no spaces. Now, this is the part that we usually talk about championship culture. Now, we hear Brother Hugh waiting for Brother Guy to make his Mm -hmm. triumphant um, entrance to the 100th episode of the Russian Rome Now podcast because we have a lot to get into tonight. We have Crown Drew preview. We got to discuss NXT. 
We got to figure out who the heck beat up Trick Williams, not to mention so much more <laughs> and our special guest. But before we get to that, Championship Culture, Brother Hugh. Yes, sir. You guys didn't have an episode this Tuesday. No, we did not. We uh, why? We ended our first season, 25 episodes, and we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with some more heat Oh, very soon. So stay Everybody, tuned. Everybody, let's give a round of applause for Championship Culture. Just let it play. Uh, congratulations yeah. to you, Brother Brandon. Congratulations to uh, you, Brother Hugh. Has the third on um, Championship Culture. You guys have done an excellent job since it's uh, been on the Wrestling Rum Now platform. I'm looking forward to season two. If you have not seen season one, please head over to youtube.com slash wrestling realm. Check out the playlist Championship Culture to catch up on everything you have missed. There's been so many, um, so many shows, so many live shows, so many guests, so many topics in the world of professional wrestling, belt collecting, culture, and so much more. They do an excellent job of breaking things down and educating the fans about uh, championship culture, pretty much. So head over to wrestling run youtube.com slash wrestling realm playlist championship culture. Can you give us a hint about what season two is going to be about? Brother Brand is not here, uh, and I'm sure he's going to find out think. later. You produce the show. Yeah. And let it, me think. Let me think. Ahead, okay. Because I don't know if we're supposed hey. to do this, Brother Brian, but I need, I need a hint because I didn't get championship culture this Tuesday. <laughs> But I'm going to go back on the playlist myself and go back through a couple of shows. And I'm going to start taking notes of old shows that I've seen. But I need to know Uh-oh. what the next season is going to be about. It's got to be a preview. Well, I mean, you, you have to just check in and Tuesday at 8. Mm-hmm. Tuesday at 8. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come. Stop with you. Come on, bro. You, you're making too much noise. Right now. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> no, it's, Tuesday it's at 8. Killer, check, check back in. We'll have some. some... Wow, you got muted. I got muted. My bad. There we go. Yep. Tuesday at I'm 8. Back. Tuesday at 8. We're going to have some more stuff for you. Some top-notch shenanigans, as usual. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all just going to have to check in. I can't give, give y'all any uh, pointers or, or teasers or whatnot. I just got to check mm-hmm. in. Dang it. I tried to get him to spill the beans. But yeah. you know what? Brother Hugh, being the professional that he is, has the third, is not going to give us any new breaking mm-hmm. news. But until then, they got to do like I got to do. Head over to YouTube.com once again. Slash wrestling room and check out the playlist championship culture to get your fix on everything championship belt related by brandon the guy guy the belt king himself and brother hugh and all their shenanigans yes, with that sir. being said mm-hmm. the king of shenanigans is in oh, the man. building today to join us for this very special episode of the 100th episode actually of the wrestling realm now podcast like i said he's going to join us today as we talk about one as we celebrate 100 episodes and as we um we talk about a little bit of Halloween Havoc, and we just get into our Crown Jew preview. Should we Should we jump right into it, fellas? Yeah, I like to call him Shenanigans McGee. <clears throat> Shenanigans <laughs> McGee, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the part of the show, ladies yes, and sir. gentlemen, because, I mean, it is a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. And we have to introduce our special guests in a very special way. We like to make mm-hmm. people feel welcome at home, and we like to celebrate them, give them their flowers. So you know what that means, right? So I got to fix my lighting, right? Yeah. I got to grab the shades, and yep. the realness has to take a step aside. DJ and when I put the shades Weezy on, Weezy. you know DJ Wheezy Weezy in the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's time for us to introduce our very, very special guest today that is joining us. <laughs> Almost there for championship culture. Joining us <laughs> for the 100th episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. 
All I got to say to you guys is, you guys ready? We ready. You guys ready? Yes, sir. We was All I got to say kid. is, dead man walking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's the music sound? We good? Oh, we good. Yes, sir. If anybody remembers The Undertaker, this is the only way that's fitting to get us hyped introduce our very very special guest for today introducing a lifelong sports fan with the dream of becoming a sports broadcaster and or video producer since he was barely out of the huggies especially when it comes to pro wrestling and he has been tuning in each and every week ever since he has spent the last three five previous years with the legacy maker sports network producing live sports video content via podcast while covering events writing continuous articles conducting one-to-one interviews has done everything within his power to include everyone on the team and his colleagues with other teams in his projects as much as possible. Within the past year, he has overcome a few setbacks, including and mainly consisting of battling COVID, followed up with a stroke nearly six months later. A break from his passions and changes in routine habits have made him have been made to order in order to type of epic return that he has made thus far. Now some say he makes it look easy, but it was the encouragement from those closest to him and the fans who tune in regularly not to give up which brings us to today a man who is currently a videographer for a7bn sports and a columnist for team nbs media as well as the executive producer and host for the following shows on Cobra media the in and out sports debate commander's grid iron report Fabe express and d willie in the evening while on executive producer co-host for the Sports Sensei's Unleashed for Snowman Multimedia and in the same role for Total Football Talk with Homie Media. With all those shows streaming live on a relatively weekly basis, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our very special guest tonight. Join us for the Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. The one, the only king of shenanigans, Mr. Drew Willingham. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Drew, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Fellas, what an awesome intro. It is an honor, joy, and privilege to be here on the 100th episode of Wrestling Realm Now. Looking forward to kicking it with the man, Hollywood Brian H. Waters, (laughs) the real Dwayne Allen, Hazmat the third, oh, Haz the third, my brother Hugh Scott, and coming late, but he'll be here eventually. Better late than never, the guy, the custom guy himself, Brandon Guy. Gonna have one great episode with you guys. And to join in on the shenanigans, I'm gonna shift up with the glasses and throw some shade with my guys right here as we get ready to rock and roll on episode 100. Need anybody say more? The man is in the <laughs> building, ladies and gentlemen. Another, another, another solid good brother, another member of the Western Realm. He willing himself, Drew Willingham, has joined us 
officially in the building, episode 100 of the Wrestling Realm Now Podcast Party. Wow. That Woo-hoo! was epic. That was perfect. Yeah. That <laughs> was absolutely <laughs> epic. Hey, I wow. appreciate that intro. Um, definitely a- a- everything that has gone on in the past year or so, and, you know, summed up in one great intro. Uh, it's definitely been a challenging year. It, there's been some ups, some downs, uh, but the ups and the recovery from the downs wouldn't be possible without the three of you. And I greatly appreciate the contributions you've given me towards my show. The, the flagship show of all my shows, the inner out sports debate, um, you know, the growth that I've had since the stuff that's happened wouldn't be possible without you. You guys, you know, like we talked about in the green room, what we talked about in the past, you know, we're part of the inspiration that when I was down, there were very few shows that I was watching uh, when when I was down just because it was kind of painful to watch, you know, because of as much as I've given on a weekly basis um, and, and seeing the growth there and then, you know, just kind of be knocked down for quite a bit. And then, you know, seeing the stuff that you guys did, keeping the shenanigans alive, waking up the beast inside to where the energy is back. I'm not flatlining anytime soon. <laughs> We're going to have one mother, father, and great episode for 100. <laughs> you know we got the shenanigans on deck. This is my man, d Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Drew, you are a pro, man. You are a pro's pro. I've said it from the moment that I have uh, first met you and had the opportunity to participate in the uh, Inner Out Sports Debate show. Um, you have such a talent such an energy such a passion for what you do and you're extremely great at and it's it's nothing more than a pleasure to have you on and to have you be a part of it you've uh, had us all on your show at one point in time you've each had us individually and also as a collective man i can't thank you enough for just just those kind words and you know you taking the time out of your day man you've you've been through so much and uh you you continue to inspire us as well as others with your story man i'm telling you I, I i remember the first time i was on your show i made it very clear like if you if you if you don't know this man now and you have not had an opportunity to, to participate with him you better get in line quick because after a while you're going to be too booked to be able to uh to 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 even entertain so many guests that you're, you're going to be so backed up so man i just i can't i can't thank you enough you've always made this has to be fun for me if this isn't fun for me i can't do it and you have always made it fun Every time we've been a part of your show, even conversations on and off, man. So I just want to say um, shout out to you, Drew. Um, I appreciate you. We always shout you out every other every other day. You know what I mean? Every time we on the show, man, um, we definitely appreciate all that you bring to the table. Hey, I appreciate that too, brother. It's definitely definitely been an interesting ride, but you know what goes around comes around. I like to give as much as I can out here, and it's it's come back to me full circle in many ways than outside of being on shows. I mean, just you know, just have the camaraderie outside of it, you know, just to be able to talk about things, life experience, like brother Hugh, and you know, things that he's battled as well. Like we've been able to, you know, bounce things back and forth, you know, and, and be uplifting for each other in ways that didn't know possible beforehand just by meeting people out here in the podcast game. So it's, it's very special for me to not only have this week off, but to be here for episode 100 and have the time to share it with you guys. I appreciate it. Yes, no sir. doubt, brother. Listen, man, we want to, we don't want to let our audience and our fan base kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, so just, uh, I, I know we gave you an intro, but this is your chance to kind of speak for yourself, man. Go ahead and just give let the people know who you are and uh, what you do, and uh, just a little bit more about Mr. Drew Willingham. 
Hey, well, well, they summed it up pretty well. I mean, Dwayne did with that intro, but like you see in the bottom underneath my name, you see Sertoba Media. People, some people ask me all the time, like, what does Sertoba stand for? Well, this is what it stands for. The struggle is real to be awesome. Because mm. especially when you hear that type of story in the intro, there have been struggles along the way. And the ironic part was I came up with the name and all long before those struggles even came about. So it was like a premonition. But here we are now in 2023, almost at the end of it. There's been some great things that have been a part of it. Um, and it wouldn't have been without the contributions from three these three gentlemen here, along with many others who've been on my show, you know, from doing the things I did, like you mentioned, with Legacy Maker Sports Network for about five years, taking that momentum after things happen and, and kind of forging my own path within Sertoba, um, having some other great people. And I'll throw some two uh, great names have been impactful for me on a very weekly basis. That being Kyle Nash, a student of the game. Um, that's the show that he has on Wednesdays. It's probably wrapping up about right now, Sertoba media, as well as on Fridays, Duval dive, a Jaguars podcast without him and Cole Johnson as well, who uh, he and I do a three hour NFL show on Tuesdays. Um, those contributions from those two guys on a weekly basis, Sertoba Media wouldn't be where it's at right now. And um, in a very short period of time, from end of June, where we were at 14 subscribers, to now on YouTube, just under 1,200. Wow. It's been a real brother. It's, crazy. It's, it's a remarkable jump. And I, I, I attribute it to the stuff I battled like for one, but for two, the people who have been in my corner, even before I came back, like brother Hugh, he and I talking, you know, the most out of almost anybody when it comes to in this group, may not no shade on anybody else, but he and I've had that connection just from things we both experienced, of course, being able man. to bounce things back and forth and then being able to, to carry things on a weekly basis, slowly, but surely starting with the one show back with our sports debate, right. working in something else, finding the time of being comfortable. And when you go through what I went through, my confidence was, was knocked down severely for, it was for a short period of time, but like you brought up Dwayne about the energy and the passion and just being able to flip the switch and go up in there whenever you need to, like that was dormant for a little bit. Um, even when you see the shows, when I first came back, it was very little of that because there's a balance you got to have. I was scared for a little bit to go over the line and potentially you know, experience what I experienced the last time. And that was being live on a show and stroking out on a show live. Like, and that was embarrassing. I never want to go through that again. So done a better job of taking care of myself and putting that energy in the right place. And it's, it's paying off between YouTube and almost 1200 followers and TikTok just hit 1100. Like, it's, Oh, wow. There's a roller brother <laughs> up there, and it's it's true. And for those of you who don't believe, there there is a God, you know, one way, Amen. shape, or form. And if it wasn't without that being in your corner, being in my corner, and everyone's corner who believes, all this yep. stuff wouldn't be possible, bro. It would Amen. not. And Amen. 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 I, I attribute it to those who are along the ride, like yourselves. But for those that the the unspoken ones that are there mm -hmm. from afar, so thank you all who tune into this show, the program. These guys put on one hell of a show, along with being a fans of my shows as well. Thank you very much because if it, it only takes one person out there to be entertained, and I'm happy. But when we have growing numbers out there and seeing those numbers grow, it means a lot to me and those who are a part of the ride as well. There it is. Give that man an applause, everybody. <laughs> nah, that was absolutely well said, man. So if, if people are not familiar with you now, they need they should be 
But trust me, it's, I think even after the show, man, you're going to see a, a spike in numbers, man. Uh, hopefully, because you, you, like I said, you have such an infectious energy, man, and you're excellent at what you do, man. It's, it's crazy to hear that you lost your confidence because I, I would have never known, man. But I am, uh, right. I'm, I'm more than elated that you have, uh, that we have done a very, very small part in, you know, just helping to just keep you encouraged, man. And and hopefully, prayerfully, we're doing the same thing for everybody else out there listening. But um. Like I said, man, we have a lot to get into today. Like I said, we'll celebrate episode 100. And man, I, I, I'm, I can't be happy that you're with us for episode 100. We've had a lot of great guests, man. You just adding your name to the list. Um, but yeah, so uh, the brothers usually what we do is we just ask. Um, usually we ask a question a piece, and um, just kind of get to know you uh, as a wrestling fan. See where you come from, where your head is, what generation you're a part of. And then after that, we'll just jump right into it, man. We got to review Halloween Havoc Night Two, and then we are getting into this loaded, loaded, loaded crown jewel preview 2023 so brothers anybody want to go first brother hugh brian h let's let brother hugh go first nah he threw me out there okay i like that <laughs> yeah because you sound okay. good you got a new microphone i was about to say he got that no, crisp audio bad. going on he's got that, that crisp audio that midnight fire you know what i'm saying <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Drew. You know I'm always random. What type of candy did you eat this um yesterday at Halloween? <laughs> didn't go. <laughs> didn't go too well. Didn't go too well because, of course, you know I had to make some changes with everything. You know, affirmation. Right. right. That's some Reese Pieces, though. I was yes, I was sir. getting down with some Reese Pieces. That that is like a a great pastime of mine is Reese's and Kit Kats. I did have a Kit Kat yesterday too. So Reese Pieces and Kit Kats. I went a little in the deep end yesterday, but safely. That was that was my candy of choice yesterday. Well, how about you guys? What would you guys have for Halloween? Did you, did you divulge? Oh candy yeah, listen. corn, bro. Yes, I did. De- I definitely. I, I had a scoop. <laughs> I, I took a handful of candy corn before I got on the show. I'm not ashamed. People are so ashamed to admit they like candy corn. It's been around exactly. for exactly 120 years, and it's still around for a reason. But thank you. Yeah, he had my man, Sour Patch Kids. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I love sour Patch. <laughs> But you know, candy corn ain't bad. It's just like frosting. It's like you know, hardened frosting that you're eating or whatnot. It's pretty, yeah, pretty it's, sweet. It's I never thought of it that way. It's like yeah. the same fun that they put on these cakes that everybody's uh spending thousands of dollars on. But yeah, I had uh, let me say, I had junior mints. I had some tootsie rolls. Um, what else? I had some dots. I had a lot of old school candy. I felt like ate like mm. senior citizen candy, but that's okay. That's what came in the bag. <laughs> was, you know, I, you know. I, I had some uh, some Snickers. So I was over my friend Trika's house. And she mm-hmm. was just happy to be giving candy out to the kids in the neighborhood. Like, a kid would walk past. We sitting in there talking. And then she goes, wait, it's a kid. Run to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who would have thought? She's like, kids don't be stopping like they used to. But so we giving out the candy. And I was like, well, eat this. They not coming past. So I was like, I ain't going to lie. He was indulging. He was, was indulging. Like, well, like, I don't think it's many kids coming. So I'm going to go ahead and just. Because <laughs> bad enough, right. like my daughter. Me- messing around with my god brother uh this past weekend Uh-oh. she had like two bags full of candy oh wow and i'm like yo all this candy yeah. next thing you know i'm sitting up there he's gotta go somewhere stuff, <laughs> like shit and i was just like daddy so which one in my case i said i only ate some of your starburst she's like but don't eat all of it i said i ain't eat all of it you got like three bags you know but that's that's what i indulged in from the Jack Daddy to the Candy Assassin of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know? <laughs> oh, that was a layup. This is what I'm trying to say, man. <laughs> layup. Layup. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Did you got any questions for uh for Brother Drew? 
uh, brother Drew, I know you're a huge sports fan, man. Mm. And I want to know this. If, you know, the South of the Texas Rangers, they just won the World Series, just did it 11-0 in a row, whatever, right? If you was to make, because we know the bullpen is very important, who would be your closer? Which professional wrestler oh. would be your closer mm. in the game of, uh, seven of the World Series? If I had to choose a professional wrestler mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. your closer. Wow. Um, this is past or present? Anybody. Ooh. That is tough. Mm. Almost stumped, but, you know, <laughs> you know, even though Roman Reigns likes to go around saying he's the greatest of all time, maybe the greatest part-time champion of all time, but we'll get oh, it. Oh, no. There it is. There it is. I have to there give it, it to oh, the greatest man. of all time that is dubbed, and that is being John Cena. Okay. You know, been around for over 20 years. Plus, he rocked the, the jerseys like no other in his intros. He was all sports when he was coming down when he was the doctor of thumbic thugonomics. That okay, with the sense. chain. So when I put all that in perspective and I think about the only other one that notably wore a jersey on a regular basis was like, what, the Brooklyn Brawler? And he was a jobber, so I can't give it to him. <laughs> so we would put him on like the dumpster pelican team of the league, okay? Mm. Maybe like the <laughs> Oakland Athletics. But But no. Terrible. You gotta pick the greatest of all time, the 16-time heavyweight champion. That being John Cena. Bonus question: What music is he coming out to? Because you know you gotta have that music, like Mariano. You had the Sandman. What music the, is the, John Cena coming out to? The original Doctor of Thugonomic song. I, like, I love not, it. Not, I not, yeah, <laughs> not not this. You can't see me stuff. Like I mean, it's still more, not a bad angle. But, this is uh, basic yeah. Thugonomics. Or <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, when he did all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I forgot that, yeah. But yeah, when he did that and he had the word life across his hands, yeah. So that, that's what I'd have to go through. But, I hated uh, I hated that version of John Cena, by the way. You guys are just vibing out to it. I'm like, bruh. Uh. <laughs> you, wait, but but tell me, tell me you ain't like it in the Fire Fire Funhouse match at WrestleMania 20, uh, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I did. Him and Bray was telling stories. They was, and it, especially mm-hmm. during, a, during, mm-hmm. a, during a very... uh. Strange pandemic time and uh, strange yeah. history and time for professional wrestling during that time. But it only makes sense, Drew. But um, before we get to, uh, like I said, the main event of the tonight show, we're about to ring the bell in a second. Um, I have a question for you. What's your earliest professional wrestling memory? Like one that you like remember like, OK, now nah, this is at this point I was like, OK, I'm a fan. Everybody has that one moment or it may be multiple moments. But what was that moment for you? Um, the first, I didn't really get into wrestling that much until the Attitude Era. Like, the Attitude Era is what really reeled me in. And, of course, now with the age of streaming, going back and watching everything, you know, I'm a fan of the older generation stuff. But when I really got logged into it is when we were all around the same age, you know, close to being teenage, you know, 12, 13 years old, you know, there in the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. Um, with the first ever match that I saw that I liked wrestling, but I just wasn't hip enough with it to understand like the times that it came on because I was so young. The first sure. ever match that I saw that really sparked my interest was um, Brett versus Sean. I mean, uh, not Brett for the, um, the latter match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at SummerSlam for the yes. titles the, when they had the two titles on the line. That was yeah. the mm-hmm. first ever like real match that I watched from beginning to end and was in awe. Of course, I had gone over to friends' houses, seen it on TVs and stuff before, but just wasn't really, you know, our attention spans when we're like four, five, six, seven years old in the greatest. We're still developing, right? So, sure. but I can remember, I believe it was 94 when that match happened and it was on VHS. Was it 94? I want to yep. say it was 94, oh, but I didn't, see, 
I didn't see it till the following year because a friend of mine had the the SummerSlam tape. So VHS mm-hmm. tapes were hot. You guys are same same age range as I oh, am, so course. you understand about the we VHS know. tape. So we know. back then, you know, of course, you know, he had the VHS tape where you know, it was like one of those sleepover hangouts or whatever, and it just part of what we were doing. We had it on the TV. I just remember being glued to that match and being a fan of wrestling at that point, but not understanding it enough to where like when it came on, what Monday Night Raw was, all that stuff. Because the first ever thing I saw was a VHS tape. I, for all I knew, it was recorded and produced on tape. I didn't know there right. were live shows and all that at seven, eight years old. So, um, you know, fast forward a little bit, time forward start to get more understanding as you have people wearing shirts to school and, you know, ask, well, what's that about? And all that stuff. And then eventually becoming a fan hardcore in the attitude era. Then we get to fast forward in time, even more to where streaming and all that becomes a thing about 10 years ago, really hyped with the WWE network. And then once I had paid for that subscription for a little bit and had the ability to go back and watch the early days, the, the mm-hmm. Paul Kogan, like I was watching in the attitude era and saw the, the clips they were playing. And I was still around when WCW versus WWF and the, the war amongst the two, the Monday night wars, I was watching around that time too, and getting big into it at that time too. But like, I didn't really get to see the whole entire rise of Hulkamania and all that stuff really until WWE Network was big, you know, about 10 years ago coming out. So mm-hmm. Attitude Era was the time I really got big into it. But the first match I can say that I'd ever seen that really got me into it was that ladder match for SummerSlam 94. Hey, you guys want to hear hot take? I like that match better than WrestleMania 10. <laughs> I said the same thing. I said the same thing. Sean Mike, I call it Sean Michaels with the blue pants. I, that's a different. Story. I'm tripping. That was definitely 95 because he was on his rise as a babyface. It was yes. after WrestleMania when he 11. won the WWE title with his first WWE championship. Was in 95, I believe, wasn't it? 96 when he won 96. the title. And it was but Diesel had it 95. That's right, the year that yeah. was terrible for them. Yeah. Brian H loves 95 for some reason. I mean, but I get I, it. Bro. It's, I, it's I, sentimental. I, I yes, he does. Not, yes, he does. I, I, I like 94 better. It was the time of breath that hit man heart. And I was that was a great time. You see the pink? I was listen, I was too. And I was <laughs> years afterwards and years afterwards. But um but yeah, and man, it was WrestleMania 10. My apologies, not SummerSlam. I was wrong with the actual okay. event, but it was still 94. It was that ladder match between mm. the two of them um in 94. So. Yeah, I, I saw that. Trust me, I, I, I saw it the same way you saw it. I saw it on the back end, I saw it on tape, and I was just like, you know, I, I was um you know, I grew up with Shawn Michaels, but I grew up him. You have to remember for me at that age, I saw wrestling. Casually, I saw it on Saturday mornings. I didn't see it in prime time. I saw it Saturday mornings. Yeah, I saw the magazines. I saw it on tapes. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, when I same thing, when I saw that match, I was like, That's Shawn Michaels. Like, that's when I knew he had turned a corner because to me, he was just a weasel trying to be a pretty boy, trying to be a lover boy. And as a kid, I was like, I don't like this guy, man. He's all pretty and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but that match, I was like, Wait a goddamn minute. And uh, you know, I was a Bret Hart guy, and uh, I always looked at Shawn Michaels as Bret Hart's greatest rival. So then it was like, Oof. Sean Michaels grown on me, and then, mind you, I'm saying Sean Michaels has grown on me, and I'm looking at old footage. Like, but uh, but trust me, brother, I, I I definitely can uh can relate. That is one of the greatest matches of all time, even though I do prefer the SummerSlam match uh better. But um, yeah, from the mid '90s to early 2000s, I was mm-hmm. on the go so much playing sports. I was playing sports all four seasons of the year. Oh from wow! Football to wrestling to baseball, um, you know, all sorts of different things throughout a calendar year. So I didn't really watch much TV as a kid, except for like some Saturday morning stuff, like you're talking about, but not wrestling and Power mm-hmm. Rangers. Of course, Power oh, Rangers right. was big back in the early '90s. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you okay? know, it. 
Gotta love my turtles right there, too. So cartoons, now you speak in my yeah, language. But once it got older and got out of cartoons, it's been that Saturday lineup really kicked gear. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt, brother. I definitely mm-hmm. um once again, I just well, this is why we're here. This is why we're brothers. This is why you're part of the group. Uh, but because you're here, we have the perfect man for this job. Because today we have to discuss Halloween Havoc mm-hmm. Night Two, as well as Crown Jewel. Now we don't have to get yeah. too into uh, too in depth about Halloween Night. Halloween Havoc Night 2, because there's some very specific things I want to talk about. But before we get started, Brian H., let's ring the bell. And there it is. So, um, this year's Halloween Havoc uh, got spread up to two nights. Was it two nights last year, Good Brothers? I, don't I can't so. remember. I don't think so. I don't I, think I, it I was. Don't, I don't remember, but I don't think it was. This year, they uh, they uh, NXT Halloween Havoc decided to expand into two nights. Shawn Michaels definitely running the show, Triple H overseeing everything, and it's been rather fun. I know we uh, last week we talked about night one, this week we're going to discuss night two. Gentlemen, did you guys overall enjoy Halloween Havoc night two? Drew, let's start with you. You're, you're the special guest today. We need your expertise on this particular subject because there's a very specific question I'm going to ask about. Um, NXT Halloween Havoc when this is all said and done. But I want to get all the uh, meat and potatoes of the meal situated first before I go into it. So what did you think of Halloween Havoc Night 2? There were some ups and downs. I mean, the one match that you definitely could have taken a nap during if you needed to get a quick nap in was the Braun Breaker versus Mr. Stone match. Uh, that oh, wow. one, you know, they're only being a two and a half minutes, you know, you know, smash and grab, you know, pretty much basically what it looked like out there. It was pretty quick. You know, that that, that one I wasn't really too thrilled with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Creed Brothers, um, you know, definitely did a great job, you know, in that almost 15 minute match defeating Angel Garza and, and uh, Huberto Carrillo with the, you know, by pinfall in that match. I mean, that was definitely good. But of course, you got Dirty Dom picking up the win, cheating again, you know, mm-hmm. looking more like the the knockoff Eddie Guerrero out there with the frog splash and, and uh, <laughs> the mullet and all that stuff. I mean, he's he, the, the, you know, the heat's real on him right now. You know, kudos to him for getting that kind of heat and being consistent with it, even at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it comes to that, the championship match, you know, with Carmelo Hayes and dragging off, that was another good one too. Uh, but overall, I kind of liked night one better than I liked night two, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, the whole tournament for the <clears throat> women's uh, to, to get the opportunity at the championship match in a similar way of a money in the bank, but without the grabbing of the briefcase, but on pure wrestling talent. I do like that, you know, that championship setup for that too. That mm-hmm. was a good build for what we had, but I, I'd had more fun watching night one than I did night two. Good brother. Do you guys feel the same way as brother drew about uh night one and, and night two, as far as NXT Halloween havoc this year? I agree. I feel okay. like, I mean, you know, I kind of skimmed through night two, to be honest with you. Um, oh, wow. I was out, and then by the time I got home, I saw, I felt like I saw the most important part. Like, sure. I'm watching on my phone, but it wasn't like, it didn't hook me. Yeah. Um, but, like, overall, like, night one, I just felt like I just couldn't miss any part of it. Sure. Brother, you feel the same way? I actually missed night one. I was out, I was busy, but I skimmed through it, and just seeing the results and the highlights and whatnot, night mm-hmm. one was better put together than night two. Okay. You had all your major feuds, um, your, your titles changing and whatnot. It was just better overall for me. Lexus King debut too. Yeah. 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 You, you know, you know, one thing I like about Lex, mm-hmm. Lexus King so much is they keep telling everybody he's not, he's no longer Brian Pillman Jr., but they keep making him look like Brian Pillman. 
<laughs> if that's if that's not Shawn Michaels, I don't I don't know what is. He felt more like it last night though. Like I'm like I see more of your dad now than I've ever seen. Before it was just by name and genetics, but just the mm -hmm. whole slick talk, bro. I was like, it's there. The whole gimmick is there. Like when mm -hmm. he was talking. First of all, he sits on that throne all the time, and uh, he's kind of got like this whole Mick Jagger, um, Mick Jagger, Steven Tyler, like wrapped into his dad type vibe going on i'm like oh yeah this is smooth lexus king is on his way and he keeps saying i'm no longer brian Pillman. and every week you look more and more like brian Pillman. i'm like oh this is perfect this is gonna go very far but i, I enjoy Bengals colors too he's still rocking Bengals colors in his that's uh, what i'm trying to gear. say like there's yeah. there's slick there's little stuff that they're doing well i'm like this is how you have a, a second generation talent pay tribute to their um their wrestling lineage without having to say i'm the son i'm the son i'm the son you know what I mean? And uh mm -hmm. I mean we, we had that problem with Sean and Stan Stasiak. Stan Stasiak is a wrestling legend, you know, one of the toughest SOBs to ever lace up a pair of boots, and then you had Sean Stasiak. No disrespect. <laughs> he had meat talking about meat. He had, right? meat. <laughs> he had the meat. only thing that could improve this situation is just imagine if Dusty Rhodes was still around and could get his hands on the character of Brian Pillman Jr. or this Lexus King character and how it would develop, seeing as what he did to set up, you know, other characters of the future with what we have now on the main roster. The big part of that's because of Dusty. And imagine if he got a hands on this second generation talent, I think it would be even more special. Mm. Listen, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It, I almost got chills just thinking about who that would be crazy, wouldn't it? Um, but but that's it. Okay, okay, so that was Halloween Havoc. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of uh, no, I'm sorry, that was meat and potatoes. Let's get to what we really came here to talk about. It's main event match, Halloween Havoc. If you if you are listening to the show, you're not watching. I've just put up a a, a nice screen grab of Ilya Dragunov doing a very very intense lariat slash clothesline against Carmelo Hayes. To illustrate this next conversation that we're about to partake in, uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes three, which was better out of the trilogy? Everybody's Come people on. are no, no, no. We're going to do this. We have D. Willie in there. It's hundred episodes. I'm putting everybody in a goddamn spot. We're doing oh. this. Which one was the better match out of out of the three? I've I've been looking. I've been strolling to social media. They're saying this is the best trill modern day trilogy of this NXT mm -hmm. era. You know, we we just had this conversation last week. <laughs> And the week before that, mm -hmm. with Brother Brandon and the Bell came Brother Hugh, because on Championship Culture, they highlighted NXT championships, and they talked about champions of that era. And it's like, that's how we kind of break up NXT. And, and people are saying that this feud for this title, this trilogy, has been one of the best of this era. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, so with that being said, here comes Hot T. Harry. Which match was better? One, two, or three? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you go first, Brother Hugh. Eh? <laughs> we just deferred up Brother Hugh all day today. We're just putting you on the spot I all was, day today. I know. I know, right? I guess, well, first of all, kudos to them for telling three. Mm -hmm. No, you muted again. Hit the button. Oh, you, your volume gumped you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I... <laughs> Well, I said kudos to them for, for telling three different stories each time. Um, uh -huh. 
bro. You, you might. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Go ahead. You good? He's back. back. Nah, it's cool. Listen, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, brother, he has a new mic. God dang it! You all be patient. He keeps starting. He's going to say it. He's breaking he's, it in. He's he's saying because they've done a great job of telling three different stories. We're gonna get this out exactly. Go ahead, so. I, I think you. I enjoyed the, the last one the most because Ooh. I'm enjoying the rise of Williams and that whole storyline between him and, Car and Carmelo. Thank you, because I'm going there too, brother. So, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed that one the most. The second one was more of like a just an all-out brawl. Sure. But why I got they? it. I understand, I understand why they, they went that hard at each other, but um, I, I'm going with the third one, the last one, to kind of okay. finish it out. Mm -hmm. Drew, you want to kick in or you want to wait for Brian H.? No, I'll, I'll kick in. I mean, okay. Brother Hugh brought up some great points there, too. I mean, being able to use this feud to build Trick Williams as well, um, you know, outside of too, it, has definitely been something special to watch. And especially with the storytelling Shawn Michaels has done. I mean, I, I threw that part out there with Dusty, but I didn't want to – I, I want to kind of backtrack and say I didn't throw that out there to throw any type of shade on what Shawn Michaels has done with NXT or especially with Triple H, you know, with the, the type of creative control they've had over the past years or whatnot since taking over that. Um, but when it comes to the trilogy, I mean – you had one and you had two. And in this past one, especially with the title change, I mean, that definitely, you know, put the icing on the cake right there, and which was the best match of the three when it came to that, in my opinion, because of where it happened, Halloween Havoc, it capped off the two-night program. You know, you had Becky Lynch's, you know, championship match where she lost, of course, and gave that, you know, gave it up in putting over, you know, you know, and all that stuff. But when it comes to this situation right here and being a trilogy, we've had a buildup for it for quite some time and it just culminated in a great way at a great event. Couldn't have said it better myself. Brian H, do you agree? I agree. That's the, it, it's <laughs> ah, the <yes>. third one. <laughs> listen, I listen, I got pulled into it too because uh bros, like I said, uh both Drew and uh has the third brother Hugh both said some uh key critical things that kind of put that third one over the top for me, as well as because it brings us to our next point this is, mm -hmm. wasn't just a regular match this match was kind of the catalyst for this once again for those who are not watching and you're listening i've just placed a new photo of a very suspicious looking carmelo hayes looking at a very angry looking trick williams brothers bro. carmelo hayes carmelo hayes did it didn't he i mean Car bro. It, was, it was him it carmelo hayes did it you got kids, man. Uh -oh. What does he look like? Don't he look like when he you looks, pull that child yes. up and say, "Did you do it?" That's father's son right there, bro. That's the father that's, grabbing. And that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's, and you know, you know, it looks like it looks like the father looking at the son after the son lied to the mother, and the mother believed him, and he's looking at dad looking like, "Yo, look, look at those forehead wrinkles of guilt on his face right there. That says it all. When you have forehead wrinkles of guilt." That just speaks enough volumes. There's a thousand words in a photo, and there wasn't quite enough for that one, but it was just enough to prove the point. Brothers, can we just admit this? We 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 know who did this. It was it was him. It was him. We know it was him. Oh gosh. Oh. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got a guest running. Who decided to stop playing with the belts? The belt king has entered the building. Mm -hmm. Ladies, let me make sure you can see me because I know he's been missing me. There we go. Is that better? <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome to the Wrestling Realm Presents. Why you got to do that look though? I was about to call you out on that. Yep. 
I lit hate up it. like when Adam Cole was about to turn heel over in uh in ROH when he won his first, I think his first or second world title. So I think it's the second one, was it? <laughs> so, so now the hello, gang. Hello, brothers. Here. Hello, brothers. What's Ladies up, and gentlemen. Man? The bell kick is in the building. How's everybody doing? Yeah, coming in, interrupting. Like, you coming to class late, and then you making all this noise. Absolutely. Come in sit down. Absolutely. You would not have it any other way. Stop Ladies and gentlemen, I think we found out who the audio, <laughs> the audio culprit was. It's Brother yep. Brandon. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was me the whole time? It was, it was you. you all along. It was you, Brandon. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll have his picks by season two. Listen, we, 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 listen, we talked about Saker. that. We talked about that earlier. Season two. Listen now, brother Brandon. Before we keep going, since you since you have uh, you made your triumphant um, entrance to the show, are you giving us any sneak peeks of season two? Brother Hugh will not give us anything. Ooh. How about you? Anything? I'm gonna tell anything? you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you paid attention to the graphics of season one, mm-hmm. you should be you will be blown away by season two. You know how the graphics are like when Bray Wyatt was leaving us breadcrumbs about the white rabbit and stuff. He had to connect the dots. Yeah, Each you graphic go, is telling a story. So, because you know every belt has a story. But I'm telling you this: <laughs> if you paid attention, Jeez. and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Now I gotta go back. I hate when he does this. We gotta go back and always check the thing. And now I gotta go back and double back and say, now let me look at. I'm like this. Let me let me look at this. See if I see anything on here that uh, you know, <laughs> that, but, uh, that catches your eye. Uh, we we we're wrapping up NXT, uh, mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc. We we're talking about it. We was uh, Drew had just gave uh, his uh, his praise towards Dusty Rhodes as well as Shawn Michaels, but we 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 looked at this brother Brandon. He did it, didn't he? he absolutely. It was Carmelo Hayes. He did yep. it. The fact that he was shook on the top broke when his music hit. I was like, yep, there, there's that there's that storytelling. Oh my bad, he figured it out. Yeah, so, he he did it. Uh, we, we were talking about the, the trilogy of these matches and uh, all, all the brothers have uh, pretty much agreed that um, they, they've enjoyed this third one out of the trilogy for the most part because it has led to the building of somebody else. Uh, I'm calling this era right now the rise of Trick Williams. They're really trying to um, really get him going, which I'm happy to see because I think he has a brighter future probably than half the people that's down there just because of just honestly his size and his ability, his athletic ability and um, his ability to entertain the fans. But um, he comes off as arrogant but confident. That's not a smug heel, but somebody we want to get behind. And he's not over the top hip hop ish. Like he seems genuine. Now your boy Scripps, Reggie. <laughs> I don't know what's up with him in OTM. <laughs> I was like, bro. They just said, like, where's all the stereotypes to give it to us, bro? Every single one you can think of, we'll take it. You put you put Scripps in charge of that group. I, it's, I was confused. I was like, uh, anyway, he cut that probably. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm from the streets, and you don't know what we've been through. And look, brother, you might have been. I don't know. You from but, the streets of Circus Delay. Listen, all I all I know is you you was carrying. Is. You was a you was a smiley for Car- Carmella, and then you had a mask on, flipping all over the place, wearing uh like a suit vest, <laughs> a suit vest and some shorts. And now all of a sudden, now you're a street guy. But okay, all right. <laughs> as long as here's, here's the thing I'm saying about Melo and Trip. What if he didn't do it? But. What if the video shows that Melo could have stopped it? Oh, that's just as bad. Oh, that's you. Oh my gosh. Because like that's, it's like so obvious. And Brian Sean Michaels know something. I don't know anything. Brian Sean, that information. <laughs> Sean Michaels sitting up there 
And one thing we learned about him, he's not Captain Obvious at all. No. That's why, like right. I said, producer Sean I rock with. And he's, I'm thinking, like, what if, because he's going, like you said, it's just as bad. It's going to generate the same reaction. It's just like he's sitting there, he's watching whoever did it, and he's like, nah, you know, like, mm. I, just saying. You know, I think I think I, I think I uh second that sentiment, brother Brian. I think that's it. That's very go ahead. Did y'all, did y'all talk about the return last night? Return of Wesley. I also could have been a suspect. <laughs> suspect. We didn't get into it too much because but uh, I we had to, back. I'm we had... saying, no, I it's, it's... To... I was nervous for a second. I said I hope he wasn't injured. He just took him off TV because he was injured. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. He he's back, he looks good. Okay. It, He'll look like me, he was I'm I'm very suspicious of everybody. Even even Lexus King made made a few comments, and I was like, "Bro, what are you what are you alluding to?" But, you know, he, he's he <laughs> started to pick here. up he started to pick up his father's charm. You know, Brian Pillman is unhinged. What he had a charm to him. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. this, like you know what I mean. And I I'm like, let me see what this guy's going to do. And, and you can tell that they're trying to pull it out of him. And every he's been on TV for two three weeks now, man. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see it. It's, it's, it's coming out. And I'm like, you might be suspicious too. Be very cryptic. But because um, you you said something about uh, real quick about Brian. Yeah, Pillman. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have a charm to him. If we we be honest, we wouldn't be talking about Brian Pillman if we just had his WCW career, of course, uh, to talk about. It Big was time. cool. It was nice. He he would have been like the Z Man, a WCW trading card special, but. Out. That's not a compliment. <laughs> his work in ECW, well, his manipulation to get the ECW to essentially try to act like he was going to get another contract or a bigger contract from WCW, all just to end up at WWF. Like you said, mm-hmm. that charm. And then the WWF twisted and, and took him to a new level. And who was he working with? Shawn Michaels was on that roster. Like they was in the same, like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, all of them in the same locker room. Now, of course, we know the shenanigans that went on between, you know, the Click and the Heart Foundation. Sure. But like, they they crossed paths. That's so true. You anybody who worked with his dad, and then you know, pretty sure Stone Cold, you know, he's silent partner. You know, all them guys are boys. Like he he's like this is where he should have been. Like he's somebody who should have went from the. Early part of the Indies, right to the, uh, this type of NXT, not necessarily NXT at that time, sure. you know, but like we'll never talk about his AEW career at this point. No, not at all. It's almost non existent, though. But no, it's but... two different people at this point. It's like two different wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is, though. It's, it's really two different careers because there's, there's, no, there's no reminiscence of anything he's done previous to this point as Lexus. It's King, like right? saying Gold Dust versus the natural. Um, Two different people. Fact, fact. Except for the color scheme is somewhat similar because they still have Bengals colors in his in his clothing, in his, in his ring. <laughs> and, and once again, a little bit more and subtle now. He a little does, bit more subtle now. But. He swear, he, even, even the symbol, that little four thing he does, that, if you know that logo on his knee pad, I know mm-hmm. it because that's the same logo that uh, Brian Pillman had on his pants for the slant, WWF Slammers 2 action figure. Brian Pillman had that same logo on it. So there's little things, subtleties like that, man. But... um. Let's take the time because it's a party and take 30 seconds to celebrate Shawn Michaels. Hey, how you doing? You doing all right, too? 
How's your night been here? We just had to celebrate Shawn Michaels real quick. <laughs> Never thought I was joined him with Dill. Drew was into the shenanigans. I mean, he held yeah. this belt at one time. He held this belt at one time. <laughs> right for like a month. <laughs> see, see look, he time, put, put him on the right doo doo pants on. Oh man, the Shawn Michaels. The brown pants that was unfinished. The browns. It's the like that's line because he was so bad. Talk line decided to sell them joints too. They was like, "We're gonna troll y'all." <laughs> some people, some people, some people have an affectionate connection with those doo-doo pants, though, just because of where they were when they watched. I didn't realize people like it's like a it's like a niche group, but everybody's like, "No, I need doo-doo pants, Shawn Michaels." Like as bad as they were, I remember when I was when this happened in a special. So because it was something we never thought we would get again. Like we've been first. I was first not elimination <laughs> chamber match. You know, it was like I was wow, not he really world champion. It took it took him like two months to get back to me like Shawn Michaels and I was like this is how you should have freaking came back with the zebra pants and the hearts and everything, but yeah, just like Russell Westbrook is back to being Russell Westbrook. He got the haircut. Oh yeah, they, they, they're kicking the crap out of the Lakers right now as we're watching this. But I don't like Anthony Davis. Milk that timestamp five fifty five fifty five oh seven. I am sick of this. Get this dude off of my team. This is perfect. This is perfect that we get to insert some sports because this is what uh my man Drew Willingham does and Sertoma exactly. Media because the struggle is real to be awesome. And clearly Anthony Davis has a struggle because he don't want the torch from the <laughs> need to get on Saratoga Media and find who Anthony Davis is. This is where Drew Willingham comes in and reminds him of his greatness. What happened, Drew? I was waiting for you to kick it in. Dude, hey, the Clippers, the Clippers just got James Harden, but I don't think it's going to be that much of an impactful season because every time James Harden goes to a team, he is the toxic. That's piece. what I said. That's what yeah, I said. That I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he hasn't even shown up tonight at all. I mean, he's he's on there, but the, the Clippers are winning 70 to 54 at this time. But there's still no James Harden signing is citing it. Oh, yeah, he's, so he's, he's out he's, on the bench. He's, he's he in street clothes. Yeah, he's got to learn the system, I guess. But when it comes to basketball, it's not like going to football and you have to learn a whole new playbook. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, of course, (laughs) you have zone defense and different types of of, of moves you can make within a game, but you still pass the ball to somebody else and shoot when you're open. It's the same thing as you did on the other team. So if you suck somewhere else, you're going to suck here too. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom line because D. Willie said so. (laughs) Shatter glass play. Um, you know, Daniel Price is cooking in the comments. <laughs> what these Sean Michaels go see now? Wind up in the nursery. We'll try to give an orderly a sweet chip music and break his hip in the process. <laughs> I'm that pretty sure that's happen one day. That's that could actually happen one day. We might have just predicted the future like The Simpsons. We got to clip mm. that off. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep the proof of it. Especially ahead, when you look at his return match that he had and how oh, that was ugly idea. right there. But speaking bad of Shawn idea. Michaels, I kind of want to backtrack to something we were talking about mm-hmm. as oh, we were leading into, into Shawn Michaels. Talking about the Trick Williams and Carmel and Carmela Hayes feud. Mm-hmm. Looking at this situation right here, do you, does it kind of remind you a little bit of 2002? Being as a person who's writing this story, was involved in the storyline, I'm about to tell you. When Shawn Michaels came back, and was the manager or whatever for Triple H, and then Triple Bro. H beat him down in the parking lot, and then they had to zoom in with the <laughs> advanced technology to figure out who did it, and it was mm-hmm. Triple H that, that hit him down. Does this story kind of remind you between that friendship of that kind of have some resemblance to that that maybe Shawn Michaels used that story back in the day for inspiration? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of elements to it. 
Yeah. I think oh, yeah. Brian, he said it earlier this week. Uh, he was like, if, if anybody knows about uh, these type of storylines, it's definitely Shawn Michaels. Between, <laughs> between kicking uh, Marty Jannetty in the face and then his involvement with Triple H. First of all, I hated that moment because when they came out there with those DX shirts, I lost. Mind you, this is my in-between phase of watching wrestling. I'm like, I'm not watching mm-hmm. this anymore. It's not the same, but I will come back and sneak and stand in front of the TV for about 20 minutes until somebody made me mad and walk away and come back anyway. And when that happened, I lost my mind. I flipped out, and then he turned on him, and I was immediately like, oh, my gosh, I feel so robbed right now. But, yeah, if there's anybody that's familiar with these type of storylines, it's old H.B. Shizzle himself, Sean <laughs> Michaels. But but you know what storylines we need to get, get familiar with? What's that? It's this Saturday, November 4th. What time is it playing this stateside? Crown Jewel. 1 p.m. 1 1 p.m. Crown Jewel 2023 in Ritter, Saudi Arabia. Such a beautiful place in the Middle East. We have Crown Jewel. Brothers, are you ready for this year's Crown Jewel? This is is a loaded show. Like I I looked at the uh, match card from um, so far. I believe this is the final match card. But I looked at it and I said, man, this is ridiculous. They... um, the WWE has been very successful putting on these major shows and uh especially outside the country. And I was just like, oh man, we got to get into this because there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack. So um, first of all, let me go down the match card and then you guys can uh we could just talk about what are we thinking about Crown Jew in this preview. So let's uh, as as it stands as of today, today is Wednesday when we're recording this. Crown Jew 2023. The match card we looks some flavor. We got some flavor. Oh, throw, go ahead. Go, yeah. Throw behind. Let's see what we got in there. Uh, you know, we're gonna go old school. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's classic. Um, so in, in the kickoff show, we got Sammy Zayn versus JD McDonough. Uh, we have Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. We have Rey Mysterio versus uh social media megastar Logan Paul for the United States Championship. We have world uh women's world champion Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez. And Zoe Scarch. This is a championship match as well. We have John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. That's a big one. Io Sky versus Bianca Belair for the Women's WWE Championship. And we have Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. As well as LA Knight versus Roman Reigns for the Undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the Universe of the World Galaxy and so on and so forth. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. <laughs> It's only fitting for the internet way. That was perfect. I blame Drew for the shenanigans. We're trying to keep up with you and all your foolishness because this, this is what it is. Like we think, are we being are we being too immature? And then you, we watch the show and go, nah, we're not doing enough. Nah, <laughs> nah. nah yeah, 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 Y'all keep it up. I mean, I like it. It's definitely a cool experience. But, uh, it's, it's... but yeah, I mean, it, you, my show goes completely off the rails sometimes. But hey, it's all in the it's, good, good nature the... fun. It's the best. You're the king of it. I enjoy it every oh time. Yes. I just have a hard time trying to remain professional and answer your actual questions after you uh, <laughs> do all that stuff. It's trying to. It's hard to keep a straight face. LeDrew, Le Crown Jewel 2023. Are you looking forward to this show? I am. I'm not looking forward to the opening match, though. That one's going to be kind of a snooze fest. I feel bad for Sami Zayn. He deserves a better matchup than with J.D. McDonough. You, you, don't, you, you don't think J.D. McDonough can, can put on a good showing for Sami Zayn? He's going to obviously get the victory. No, but he's getting punked. He's getting punked down too much by the Judgment Day. I'm not really a fan of that. Um, with, with with that, I feel like they should be building him up a little bit better than what he is. Okay. Uh, because when he was when he was, I believe his name before is Jordan Devlin. That's what JD, I believe, I think stands for. When he was, um, yeah. you know, in yeah. NXT and um and and kind of on the run that he was there. You know, now that you have changed the name and 
you know, kind of being the the, the little lap dog, I guess, for for the Judgment Day. I'm just not really that much of a fan of it. Um, you've already done it enough with with Dom or whatnot, and what you got going on there. And 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 I agree with with the things they're doing there, but I feel like he deserves better. And because of the angle of where he's at, I'm not really that excited about that opening match. The rest of the card, I I, I agree with and I like, but I feel like Sami Zayn deserves better than JD McDonough for the opening match. Wow, Drew. Oh, wow. Listen, you dropped you dropped a bomb, buddy. I wish you do you have a bomb sound effects? Boom. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> we'll, we'll add you, that. you know what? It's just <laughs> there you go. Shots are fired because man, it I'll say this at the end of the day. You're right to one degree. It's a reason why it's the opening match, but um I think people want to see the the weasel of the judgment day get a get uh his his comeuppets, and I think JD McDonough is uh I think JD McDonough and Sami Zayn are gonna put on a really good match, but I can understand why you're not really feeling it. What about the rest of the card? You, you said you're feeling the rest of the card. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was just saying real quick about this match. I think it's uh I think it's gonna be good. You know, this is you, you, we saw what Sami Zayn did with uh Shinsuke Nakamura and other people. Like he's gonna go out there and put on a good match, but I think I look at JD McDonough as somebody who actually has potential. I don't look mm-hmm. at him like the Disco Inferno trying to get in the NWO. Like, I actually see J.D. McDonough as somebody who could be an asset to the Judgment Day, or he mm-hmm. could be that person who's going to be that sympathetic figure. I don't think he's just, a, like, an annoying fly on the, around. Hmm. You don't think so? What about you, brother, Brandon? Do you, you feel the same way about J.D. McDonough? You think he's a weasel, or do you think he's a guy that you're just trying to get going early? I don't know if they're trying to get him going earlier because I'm still holding on to, like Drew said, to the NXT. JD I knew McDonough. I knew he was going to say that. I knew I it. Because I, I know what that was like. And this is like a whole – I feel like it, he's been Vince McMahon. Like, you took what yeah. was special from him <laughs> and said, here, you're going to do this. And I, I'm trying to trust Triple H to see what he's cooking with this. I'm just not buying it yet. And, like, I agree with Drew. I think Sammy deserves a better thing. But – when I look at the whole, the last two months of Raw, it's literally been the Judgment Day and Sammy and Kevin or Cody or now Jim. Like, it's been these four people intertwined, these four entities. So it's like, okay, what else do you do that you haven't done? So it's something different. Kind of, mm-hmm. I'm kind of want to see if it's going to be the JD that we know he could be. And we know what we, let's call it what it is. We know Sammy is, is going to have a good match for you. But, if to put it in the kickoff, is it to give Sammy the pop because we know it's special for him to be able to travel there? And mm-hmm. JD might be an international star there that he might it might surprise us. Like it might be something different because remember JD was stuck during the pandemic back home. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was a cruiserweight uh, championship. Yeah, and that's the way he came back in Fort Santos. But I'm just saying, like, this old pay-per-view overall, I'm sorry, premium live event, it feels like it's one of the big four now. Yeah, PLE. Yeah. It feels like a big yeah. four. It's, brother, you, you have the same sentiment? I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying how it's stacked. I feel mm-hmm. like we it's got definitely a pre-show motive. because it's Sammy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody else would have been worthy of the pre-show to get people in the seats to say, oh, we got to hurry up and get in so we can see Sammy. Anybody else that might have not had the same impact to get it going. This is his second trip that he's been able to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's the second what about you, brother? You think this is the? Uh, I I didn't, I didn't mean for it. it's been time when he's McDonough, but 
again, as usual, the belt king has added another wrinkle, and I'm like, well, there shit, you go. He's got That's a point he with that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what say you, brother Hugh? Uh, that everybody's made all valid points, so I'm stuck. I'm in the middle. I'm st- I'm want to see what you have to say because I'm like, well, I don't know what to think now. All I have to say is, is that I hope Sammy whooped his butt. I still oh. have beef with JD. He took off my man Ziggles. Oh, and Ziggles yeah. is not here anymore, man. I'm 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 upset with that. So I can't. Yeah, he I retired can't. Dolph Ziggler's WWE yes, career. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, and I, don't, no. I can't. I can't rock with it. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be only a, a Dolph Ziggler fan. Both like, of them like, work. JD's wow. kind of like what happened with LA Knight going to Max Dupree in a sense. Even though he kind of, yeah. even though he kind of reversed it, went back to LA Knight and it's kind of recovered miraculously. Because usually, once you get buried like that, you don't really come back from that. That's true. Times, that was pretty, especially deep. in WWE. But yeah, that's just the way I feel about it. I, I'm glad that you feel the same way, Brandon. I'm glad I'm not the only one out here spewing that stuff and looking like I'm so far on the outskirts of this thing. <laughs> oh everybody, man, everybody saying. <laughs> but let me ask you this to be fair, Dwayne. Did you watch him at NXT? Mm-hmm. I did. I was familiar with him. I, I you know, I, I was, I, I liked him a lot. Is he didn't look as small because you know, compared to everybody else, he was kind of you know same size. It's like for some reason, when guys get to the main roster, you realize how big they are compared to everybody else. <laughs> kind of like when Taz and them showed up in WWE, and I'm like, you guys don't look the same as you did in ECW. We all, but you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's just like you just the Giants all of a sudden. You're like, oh, yeah, because I'm. Awesome. I'm I remember it was a big deal about him when he was at NXT uh, UK and he came over, you know what I mean? And then, like I said, unfortunately, with the pandemic global shutdown, he had, I know he had visa issues and he wasn't able to get back uh, because of travel. And, you know, Santos Escobar kind of came out of his shell, you know, and and then they came back and they had the, but it was a ladder match, right? For the, to unify the undisputed cruiserweight, NXT cruiserweight championship. But um, I'm not too familiar with him as like Jordan. De- I just knew him as a guy from NXT. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh that was a fuzzy time period for me. Gives you the same NXT. energy like Noam Dar. Yeah, but see, Noam Dar has has a personality. Though. Like Noam Dar went from being a two or five live worker to like, oh no, this guy's a per-. like I, Noam Noam Dar has sold his character has developed so much. I didn't recognize him as being the same guy as he was before. I'm not really? sure I can say the same thing about JD McDonough just yet because I don't know who he is on the main roster right now. He's a weasel. He's trying to. All I know, he's Finn's friend. And Finn is like, no, we go back 20 years. That's my guy. He's not in the judgment day, but he's trying to be a part of it. You know, you haven't noticed with these factions, there's always that one guy that's like in the group, but not a part of the group, but he does the bidding of the group, but it's never really claimed the group. Like Bret Hart with the NWO. Like Bret Hart was never technically part of the NWO, but he was a Hogan guy. And it's like, well, you're on the outskirts and you beefing with WCW guys, but you're not really in the NWO. I don't know. It seems like it's always that guy that's trying to get it. Or think about it, Legacy, when they had um, um, Sim Snooker. Yeah, he was like oh, yeah. he was running. He was running them. I'm like, why don't y'all just make him a? I personally think him and him and um him and Manu should should have been a tag team. They should have been some type of Polynesian, you know, uh Samoan island tag team. But they they both got cut not too long after that for whatever reason. But that's just how I feel. Um, but yeah, I'm not too familiar with Jordan Devlin as much like in depth of him. But I just to me he was I knew him as an NXT guy. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we, we will see. Um, thank we spent a lot of time in the pre-show, but that's just shout out to Sam. He's important. Um, <laughs> first of all, we have what? F- let me see. Let me count. Hold on. We got one, two, three, like eight matches, seven, four. Matches. We have eight. Is a seven? Hold on. Wait. Five, six, seven. It should be eight. Wouldn't it? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches, and one, two, three, four, five of them are championship matches. 
Uh, Brian, they said he feels like this is probably one of the big four because it seems like this is this is a, this event is a big deal. First of all, I know this event is loaded with money. That that uh, mm -hmm. that money out there is uh, very very long, but there's a lot of championship matches, so this is going to be big match feel to it. Now, with that mm -hmm. being said, do any of these championship matches stick out to you guys the most? And what's what is the one you're looking forward to seeing? It's a tough I'm, question. I know it is. The women's world title match. I knew he was going to say that. That's one. I see what everybody else has to say. Which Why women's world title match? Because I because I, I know you, you you've always been an advocate for women's wrestling, and you like seeing women's titles matches. Like you never complain about regular matches, but when it comes to a women's title match, you're like, oh, here we go. Especially anything with EO Sky perfect. in it. Uh, which, I'm looking which, forward to the World Heavyweight Championship match. I mean, yeah, the World Heavyweight title match. Cause, with, Seth, with Seth Rollins. Yeah. I, I, Are you prepared I, I, for Drew McIntyre to go fully heel? I'm prepared for Drew to have a quick win. Really? Quick win? I'm quick interested win. to talk to you, boy. Uh, when I mean quick win, I mean not as in 10-minute match. Tonight, so, uh, Saturday afternoon is the time. So you're not getting a 20-minute banger from this group? Nope. Uh, no, it's not what I mean. Is he's gonna win and then Damien? I think no, it's, it's no, time. that's not, what I'm, I was thinking. No, if I'm, gonna, wins, I'm gonna be pissed if Drew, if Drew McIntyre <laughs> wins that match and then Damien Priest catches it. That's just gonna be stupid. I might well, I'm with wrong. Brian on that one. I'm with you on that. What were you saying, Drew? That'd be worse than this pandemic run. Yeah, because like this dude got stuck. He had to carry the company during a difficult time, and now he doesn't. He doesn't have a world title. I, I feel like they still owe him a title run in front of a large audience. I but mean, what better way to turn him heel than have him win that automatically leaves it? And we know that Damian win, right? We know Damian's first title run ain't gonna be long. I don't think Damian should have won the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think we he know. deserves it. But I, mm -hmm. I was like, but really, I think too much stuff had happened after he already. I think I feel like they penciled him in after Bad Bunny. It's like okay. okay, he's ready, and they like wrote it in early on, and then other stuff happened. And now everybody's like, "Uh oh, Ellie Knight came Ooh. out of nowhere." Wait a minute, Seth so Rollins kind of. You thought Ellie Knight should have won it? No, no, no. I but I'm saying, what he I'm what saying, Ellie Knight is hot right now, though. So it's like, oh, okay. say, say they figured out six months ago. All right, we're gonna go, Damien. He's earned it. He proved he can carry it. That's that's start building him up. Then all of a sudden, while you're writing for Damien months in advance, Ellie Knight gets hot. Mm -hmm. We're we're having a championship. Seth Rollins comes becomes Seth Rollins does what he's Shinsuke all of a sudden becomes the guy and I'm like okay now I'm just another people but then you give them the tag belts and they're doing something with this and it's like you forgot that he was why give him the money in the bank when there's all these other things going on that he really didn't need it right now even though he deserved it it was so much other stuff that he could be doing yeah, and that's point. that's kind of where I'm at I'm like dang yeah. I got because because so does cause he hold it for another year because. Truthfully, what if we like I'm I saw a picture online that made me laugh and it was like JD McDonald is just there and he was pointing. I was like, why he not holding a briefcase? And what if he flounders and cashes it in at the wrong time for Damien? And that builds another storyline. Mm, before, before we get to you, brother Hugh Drew, what do you what do you think about this? What do you think about Drew McIntyre beating Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship and Damien Priest potentially cashing in? Mind you, Damien Priest has a match with Cody early in the night. I'm assuming early in the night. Right. Is this on the expectation of a squash match, like you know, like Brian had brought up about? Well, what do you what do you think? Because Brian Ace was like, he don't think it's going to be a very competitive match because of this part right here. Is that correct, Brian Ace? Is that, no, no. I so I, when I say quick match, I mean I, I, I meant to say just a quick win, like he wins the belt. After I, I, it's going to be a competitive match, but I think he's going to uh -huh. win, have a quick celebration, 
and then gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I think the other thing Chris gonna go in there, heal it up, destroy Seth, Ooh. take the title, and then they because it's gonna complete his heel turn. Yeah, but that's see, what I, I like thought. That that's better, why I was though. looking for them. The I one like that better. The one yeah. twist I've been looking at with Drew talking with the Judgment Day, you know, quite a bit here lately, and then that working at an angle to where, of course, he turns heel, and then of course he gets the championship in that way because there's some type of running of some sort. Hmm. But could it backfire in his face? Is what I'm wondering. Like you have that situation happen, then you have you know the cash in of the Money in the Bank briefcase to where Damian can take that from you. Could it be like a, a double standard, like a, a, a as far as a, a double you know knife in the back between one from the Judgment Day to Seth Rollins to then Drew McIntyre? I don't know. I just feel like that's too much. There, there's too many angles that are at bay when it comes to this storyline right here. I don't think there's going to be a cash in of the Money in the Bank briefcase at this particular event. Just even though Crown Jewel is a big event, you've got so many title matches here that you don't want to soil it by putting crap all over it by cashing in on a Money in the Bank briefcase. We so I shake up. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, I before I give to what I think my shakeup is going to be. Okay. Uh, there's, a, a, there's a young man who made a statement earlier that you happened to post about Brian H. One that you are raising out here in the street. Okay. And that being, I was going to save that for later. Well, oh man, I know that I can't, I can't bring it up now. I mean, it just, I'll just say that the hype will be real for what he's going to say later because that's on my mind right now. We're talking about this championship match when it comes to LA Knight and Roman Reigns right here. Because okay. will we see we get what Brian's going to talk about later actually coming to fruition? Look back on what I just said here, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about in that moment. But right now, I'm going to speak riddles while we jump to something else. But Drew, I got a question before you get into that. Why book, why book half of your tag team champions in a single match if you don't have plans for Damian in that night? Mm. That, is I, a, I, that is a good because right remember there. the judgment day could have Rhea could have just Dom Dom in her corner or Rhea has been going at it by herself mm-hmm. in her title match you don't need the rest of them there but why book him mm-hmm. and then for Cody to run him down say what is your story you're just a follower he planted those seeds and why why would you take half of your tag team champions and put them in a singles match when they've been booked as tag teams, it's because we know we know they're losing that tag teams. They're building new tag. You you see they're, they're oh, pushing tag team new tag teams again. The next generation of tag team wrestling is about to get in WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, and, and get and, and guess who the uh, of course like when you when you see like um, you know the, the generals of that group is obviously who uh, is obviously Alpha Academy is because they they do it like no other. And then you have the Pre Brothers getting a the win Creed on Raw. I was like, I said, like, oh, and then uh, what else happened? I was like, I was watching something. I was like, um, who, who, and, and of course the return of DIY. I DIY. said, okay, we're seeing it. We're seeing the next generation. You know, with, before it was always Usos, New Day. You know what I mean? And then we have well, um, was put together. Yeah, you know, and then you know, and now I'm just like, uh oh, we're seeing all these Ever new tag teams. Ever since Brother Hugh called, um, uh, what's his name, Owen Hart. Uh, he did. Was it, was Gable, it Gable? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's he. He definitely gives yeah. off those vibes, though. But um, yep. B- brother, brother Hugh, what else stands out to you this year for this year's Crown Jewel? What about any of the other? We'll save Ro- La Night. We'll, we'll close with La Night Roman Reigns. Is that good? Is that, does that fit your schedule? Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll do that. So, 
um let's let's keep going with the the um the championship matches Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul this is this is a marquee matchup for all the right reasons you this is a um first of all I'm gonna tell you how genius this match is but I want to get your two cents on the first let if we you let me, I'm gonna go first because it's gonna be short and sweet <laughs> I want you I want you to carry the baton and run the risk that I know you can run Rey Mysterio is like it is is one of those generational wrestlers that we knew him early on in WCW and we enjoyed him in WWE, but there's a bunch of kids that grew up watching Rey Mysterio that are obsessed with him. That like say, oh, I don't watch wrestling, but oh snap, it's Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And then you have Logan Paul, who's a crossover megastar when it comes to anything media and sports. He sees the sports entertainment. He belongs in the WWE. And then now you're on this mega stage in Red of Saudi Arabia that they and, and they pretty much paid to see this match. And it's for the Actually, United States Championship. That's what I'm saying. It's for the United States Championship, and it's being defended in in Middle Eastern soil. So it's a big deal. You know what I mean? And I'm saying yeah. to myself, man, this match is going to do crazy numbers. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be conflicted. Logan Paul's kind of made his intentions very clear. He's a weasel, but he wants what he wants. You know what I mean? And Rey Mysterio right. is also older, but yet he is beloved. I feel like, like you said, like Brad, this this could this match right here could main event. Any show right now outside of WWE, ten times over, and it probably could main event a WWE. It could main event any WWE event right now, just because of all the exposures. Get every media outlet, every social media, anything related to anything uh, with social media. It's going to be so easy to sell. It's Rey Mysterio that everybody grew up on, and freaking Logan Paul. Is this match- after a fight, right? He he. Listen, he did yeah. after he boxed. Yep. he had a controversial boxing match where the dude was pretty much trying to cheat because he called attitude, and you know. Dude got disqualified after the match. Mm-hmm. They ask him, So, who, who what you got your eyes set, set on next? And the dude brings up a wrestling angle. I got my eyes set up on Rey Mysterio. He says that in front of all those people. I United want that United States Championship. <laughs> then everybody's like, Uh oh, Rey Mysterio's wrestling. Oh, shoot. I, I'm, I'm a, I gotta see what's going on. And now we're getting it in freaking Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. for the United States Championship. I'm like, Bro, this is and then I, I'm at a loss for words. Is this match going to steal the show? Brother Hugh, come on now. You on the spot. Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I would say yes, just for the reasons that you stated. But um, I'm telling you, I think this might be it. Rey Mysterio still can go. You know how Logan Paul, he works. He cooks when he's in the ring. He's a yeah, natural. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I got Logan Paul going over for sure. But um. Yeah, it's time. It's yeah. That's that's that might be it. It's between that and maybe the Bianca and um EO match. Yeah, I I, I think so. It's because it, uh, I'm and I'm, I'm with you for for the same reasons. I just mm-hmm. think one has probably more notoriety than the other ones, and I think the other two championship yeah. matches are going to be kind of obvious. Um, right. But uh, but um, Drew, what do you think about Rey Mysterio? Uh, kind of uh, wrestling for five decades now. He still got it. I mean, he still looks pretty good for a man his age who's been in the ring as much as he has and has the mileage on his body that he does. Um, there is a potential for this match to steal the show because even though the Paul brothers get on our nerves, they are some talented <laughs> individuals. And Logan is definitely talented when it comes to in the ring. You can tell he's put the work in. Um, one thing that would be interesting, though, if they spun the angle a little bit, if you remember a little over a decade ago, when CM Punk was trying to give out free ice cream bars to the crowd or get WWE to give away those free ice cream bars. What if, what if Logan Paul 
in his own money decides to give out prime energy drinks to oh everybody in attendance out crown jewel <laughs> he will go from heel to instant face in the flip of a switch just like i did with this promo do you like prime <laughs> no it won't people would die because it has so much caffeine he have lawsuits. <laughs> well, the prime, I, I don't drink the prime energy drink, but I have had the, um, it's kind of like the knockoff version of like body armor, that type of prime. Oh my armor. gosh. It is terrible. The, the, the ice pop is terrible. The blue, the blue one's actually okay, but it's Ooh. nowhere in even close to body armor. This is my stuff here. This one, the, I uh, love the body blue, armor. The Shout blue raspberry armor. and then the, the Kobe drink. The Kobe, the Kobe drink is too. delicious. That's the great yeah. strawberry. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I just I like strawberry the fridge too. Strawberry banana is good. It's I can't I can't stand prom. Yeah. I drank it. I, I gave it a chance and I was like, bro, this is it tastes too tangy. I don't know where I like I it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian's likes it. He's been crushing prime on the shit. <laughs> is, that, is, that is that what that one bottle is? Or was that a water bottle, Brian H? No, nah, this is the uh uh 11 straight win over in the city oh, okay. game cup. Okay, he, so he's repping he's repping high school honors. Sorry, brother. He, I know you're Kevin Hall guy, but what was that cool, Brian? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Baltimore City College High School, you know, winning okay. eleven straight overall rival. Brian, Brian H, your brother, guy, City Knights. It's it's their alumni, so it's it's okay. okay. The castle he, brother Hugh, you know, he is a second generation. He he, he his his dad went to Poly, so he, Ooh, he sometimes oh, think he's geez. a Poly parrot. Sorry, they don't know if they want to be parents know. or engineers. <laughs> I didn't know, buddy. Brother, I tried to get brother Hugh to come to City with me, but nah. nah but I, I actually that, posted that where that, I gave him a leg drop. I posted it on my stories today. I, wow. I went by the old school. Oh boy! <laughs> this is the this is the sergeant. We we never behave ourselves. We, I just I don't. Drew, I, no. I, I, don't I love it. Time Drew I was about to say. In. I was about to say. I don't have to tell you this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just kind of what we do. Hey, um, ever since I called out Anthony Davis, the Lakers have found their way to tie the game. Oh, it's big boy. They was down. Austin 20, Reeves. Buddy. Clearly, you did something right. Hey, you know. Look, Austin Reeves is our number two. Get rid of Anthony Davis. Let's get some draft capital or something. You might be going a little bit far, but okay. I don't. He don't want to be. (laughs) You know, he's not going to have a banner raised up. That's what you know. You know what? I don't know. I'm gonna watch Drew Drew's show and see what he say. Okay, Anthony Davis is leading the team right now. Points twenty points. D'Angelo Russell's tied with him as twenty points as well. So as much as we are trying to say as much Brian as we're H, saying about Austin Reeves, talking about Austin Reeves only got six <laughs> points in this game. But, but so, every time he this opportunity to get the ball, he looked like he's scared. So this this a quiet twenty. I mean, especially when that unibrow wrinkles up a little bit. Of course he's not. <laughs> oh, wow. But wait, yeah, I would still rather have Anthony Davis than James Harden. On that, oh, facts. I'm not <laughs> one with perfect browage up here, but it's still better than what Anthony Davis had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of per- perfect browage, is, is, is Rhea Ripley going to survive a fatal five way against Bro. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel? Here's here's it, it, brothers, I'm nervous. I think this might be the end of the judgment day. I think we might be wrapping might be wrapping this up is because Wait a minute. I, I'm, yeah, please do. Because I'm I'm trying to figure out how <laughs> they're all going to survive their own feuds and their own situations. How's she gonna survive a fatal five-way match? I'm assuming is it is this have the rules been specified for this particular match? Is it is no, this a sudden, no. no, yeah. So who so whoever whoever gets the first pinfall wins? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, this is this is making me uncomfortable. Because 
How is Rhea Ripley supposed to overcome these odds? Go ahead, Brian Adrian. This is what, you know, everybody kept complaining about Rhea's title run and reign, that she's not really defending the title. You know, Natty was really important in establishing her as a dominant champion. Sure. Now she got contenders. But I'll be honest with you. This is why I don't book. Because mm-hmm. if I was, Nia would walk out as champion. I'd piss everybody off. I mean, it, 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 I think when you look at this, there's no way that it, here's what's, con, what's confusing about it. It's no way that it doesn't make sense, right? Say, right. okay, you, you could you have two women's championships for a reason. One doesn't have, back in the day, for those that are not familiar, there were two mm-hmm. world championships on both sides. And one world championship was the dominant brand championship, and the other championship was the let's get this main event player started championship right mm-hmm. so so where randy orton might have been wwe champion cm punk might have been world heavyweight champion <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you sorry drew and sorry brandon i know i hate using cm punk you guys that's not they guys they, they had a whole show on in and out sports debate talking about cm punk and uh all this, this shenanigans. his sorry. greatness oops see there he goes and Ryan Stone's oh on belt and everything too but it was still one epic contest <laughs> <laughs> Brian H with his heel tactics as usual. Um, Hollywood. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so it's like I I never I don't mind it when Rhea's not uh like defending it every week is because she is every, on TV every week as the champion, Absolutely. and she's in she is in a main event storyline every week as champion. So I don't mm-hmm. mind it versus where EO Sky's kind of racking up wins and she's kind of the one getting the rub working with all the mate the big the big the big dogs. But N- Nia Jax winning makes sense. Shayna Baszler winning makes sense. Raquel Rodriguez also started trying to get a new girl started, trying to establish new players. Makes sense. Uh, I'm nervous for Rhea Ripley. Does Rhea Ripley uh, lead this match as a uh, women's world world champion? Yes. And guess why she leaves? Why is that? Because when she comes up the ramp, a storm comes and looks right at her. We got a so whole Jay Cargo here. You think you're going to pull the trigger on Jay Cargo at no? At, uh, I'm not saying pull the trigger. It's for Jay Cargo to get in her face at the end of the match. You think they're going to go to Saudi okay. set up. Their, their new toy with them? They're going to take. They they need something to show off. And guess what? She's going to be right there to be in Rhea's face to have us all speculating as that Rhea's next challenge after she just destroyed. Well, she survived these five women because I think she's wow. going to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the Jay Cargo appearance. She's gonna be sweating, rid the hair and all that, and then Jay just gonna come up there and all her goddess looking. She's 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 probably gonna be like wearing some type of jade jeweled colored. Oh, outfit. this gonna be covered up. Oh, oh, it's gonna be like that one where she went to the basketball game and the full body suit on. Yeah, wasn't it? She gonna have a full body suit of muscles. Yep. I, I think that she walks out as a champ still just because even though Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are built up more as potential contenders than mm-hmm. Zoe Stark and Raquel Rodriguez, I still don't see either one of those four being built up enough as contenders to be the champion over, you know, the one that currently is, and that being Rhea Ripley, which is why they had to give her four different comp- uh, opponents in this matchup in order to make it relevant. Like that's just that's the way I see it being in the five the fatal five way. But I do like the spin that Brandon throws out there with Jade, you know, in the storm that's a brewing at the top of the ramp, you know, as this match culminates because she gives you better competition than any of the other four in that match as the fatal five way. 
it deservingly doesn't have to go to NXT to showcase her talents because even though she's had a short career, she accomplished more in AEW than Brian Pillman did, and even Cody Ooh. Rhodes. Ooh. So she deserves to be on the main of the main roster, just like Cody Rhodes does. I mean, listen, that's true, but she was at she was a Halloween Havoc to take a take a take a gander at the women's match. That's just window shopping, though. You can't get too excited about that one. <laughs> they do. Window <laughs> they do. Michaels, though, right? My man, Fifty Cent, with that one. They took his players. But see, just see, NXT's blurring the lines now. Is because it's not looking like we know it's developmental, but it don't look like developmental. It's because the big dogs like now. I want to stars. That's what it's doing. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Yep. It's doing what it's I don't supposed even to do. think it's developmental anymore because if you look about it, everybody their their presentation feels like it's a wrestler. It's not local enhancement talent, local indie star, greatest squash by established star. It's introducing yep. the next wave of stars. Exactly. Drew, Drew, this is what Brother Brandon's passionate about. He's a former booker for a wrestling promotion. So he gets when it comes to development, <laughs> he look at see his face every time I say it. When it comes to developing talent, this is a this is his like he it bothers him. It gets to him. So, like when he know he's when he sees it, he's like, "No, this is what it's supposed to be." It's like, "Oh, there he is. He's getting fired mm-hmm. up." Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't throw I can't throw shade on that because it's kind of like a former athlete of like the NFL or a former wrestler breaking down a match or breaking down a game from a different angle than what you or the rest of us would watch. You know this type of contest as so I kind of get that from his perspective, but it does. I will disagree to an extent when it comes to like it does to me feel like an indie event because when you look at the crowd, I mean, in comparison to what you see on Raw or SmackDown, it's a much less size crowd unless you're at a ple so when it comes to that it to me that still gives you the aura of like an indie type of match but the all the 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 video techniques and all the graphics and stuff like that definitely change it to where you have the wwe feel but in a smaller setting no, that makes sense at the end of the day. Um, it, and it's because, and it's like even in independent shows, it's the passion of the audience is a part of the show versus sometimes mm-hmm. in big arena stadium shows, the audience is kind of mm-hmm. like watching versus uh, independent shows or smaller programs like NXT. The audience, even Ring of Honor, the audience is participating in the show. So, yeah, I, I definitely get the difference between the two, but I, I don't get the difference between Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. There, it seems to me there's a collision course, and I'm conflicted. It's because we have all these stories that need to be finished, and I feel like WWE is doing this stuff on purpose to throw us off. Let me tell you why I think that. Um, recent interview, looking at um, there's rumors about um, Karrion Cross. God help us, getting the push. I love Karrion yep. Cross. Goodness <laughs> gracious, he just ah oh, man, he just it's not clicking for me all the way. Man, um, I got to DM earlier because I. Not slandered him. I just told the truth. Uh-oh. So my DM is Friday's, like, Friday's got heat. And it was like, no carrying cross slander, please. He's the nice person. I'm like, I know. That's the problem. Right. He's, he's a nice guy, but Killer Cross ain't Killer Cross no more. He can't be Killer Cross in WWE. And I yeah, just feel like he, he needs a repackage because he has he's, hair. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the hair either. Like, you don't gotta go bald, but come on, man, let's let's not do too much. Like, he looks handsome. Yeah, it's too. I don't know. I, I, here's, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish. <laughs> oh man, he 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 pretty much uh, in the article he said nobody knew this, 
mm-hmm. but I was supposed to work with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, yeah, which would have made, made perfect sense. Like he was his next opponent, yep. but they purposely put out in the dirt sheets, oh, was supposed to be the one out of Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, and that's who he was supposed to work with next. And they were even teasing Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt when all the time they had already known we're going to go with Bray Wyatt versus Karrion Cross. We called that the Triple H dust, and he did it on purpose. It's because he took us one way, and we know now on the back end, Monday morning quarterbacks, that he was getting ready to go to a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I look at this situation, and I say, I look at Damian Priest, uh, one half of tag team champions, senior mm-hmm. money in the bank, Cody Rhodes, finish the story, right? Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is on his American Heroes, whatever. Well, he's on his hero's journey. It's, it's very, um, it's very old school litter ish. Like it's 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 a it's a theme that you in English literature, the hero's journey. That's what he's pretty much classic theme. Um that was in literature that Cody Rose is on. Now I'm saying to myself, okay, there's all these factors, there's all these champions. Not to mention, we still haven't not discussed the fact that David Priest technically doesn't have to go after the world, any world titles, because it's you know, they kind of clarified that the money bank can go after any title. I'm not sure the purpose of this match, but between Damian Priest having a match, Rhea Ripley having a match, Dominic Mysterio just winning, and then now we have this potential cash-in that we're both talking about for Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, because we're just automatically assuming that it's not going to be LA Knight and Roman Reigns. What does this match set out to prove? Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. What are we looking at? Ooh. Yeah, Damian there it is. to find a story, because Cody <laughs> put out there. That's all I keep thinking now. I was wondering why these two, but when mm-hmm. Cody cut that promo, I said, "Okay, he's got, he's got to plant a seed some kind of way for us to start thinking about what is Damien's story." Okay, ooh, that's let me get the belt king. God, he did it again, Drew. What, what, what do you, what do you think about that? I think um, it, it's to kind of push Damien Priest, you know, closer towards the level to where Cody's at, to where when he does cash in, it kind of makes us believe he's a little bit more of a believable champion than what if he were to cash in right now. Uh, because if he were to cash in right now, like we've all alluded to at the beginning of the episode, we don't think like that run would be for that long. That would be a pretty short run. Uh, but if he gets a pretty good, you know, honest victory over Cody Rhodes, which when it comes to Judgment Day victories, I can't really say that much when it comes to honest victories of here of late. But for this, in this situation, I feel like for this, it's to kind of push Damian Priest a little bit because we already know how hot Cody Rhodes is right now. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, if he loses to Damian Priest, it's not going to hurt, you know, his momentum right now. It'll right, only help Damian Priest. So for him, I feel like this will be a good push for him. Ah, I don't sense. know. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, man, I was fine to brother, to brother Brandon had to say what he had to say because now I'm like, oh, shoot, you're right. Because now, to me, it's like th- th- there's a focus on individual storytelling. And it's like now we're getting into Damien. We don't know who he is, really. And he kind of de- de- planting these seeds of kind of um, dissension amongst the group. It's like, oh, wait a minute. We've got an intriguing story now. Like, you, you're all these things. You're not even leader of your own group. And I was like, uh-oh. Now we're playing on the egos. But um, mm-hmm. he's talking about everybody's so powerful, but do you really need a judgment day? I think it's a to be continued. <laughs> wow. Damn process plot twist. Priest catches in on Dom for the North American title after he and Bella drop the tag titles. That's worse than Austin Theory putting the thing in for the United States Championship. We already saw it go backwards once, and then you're going to really go backwards if you mm-hmm. cash it in on the NXT North American title. 
I mean, that's a funny that he already held, too. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, I'm speechless. about the Damien thing. Yes, go ahead. Does he, do we build a story that he can do what Finn couldn't? there's a ton of layers because remember they teased it before they kind of went away from it they up, when they, remember they teased it kind of like this whole jealousy thing they but then it, cooled, it cooled off because they won the titles winning cures all like everybody knows that they got they tag titles uh fitness grand slam champion got tag, you know what i mean like and i'm like okay well you know sometimes winning cures all but then now it's like well do we go back to it or are they only doing this for us just to go back like I, I don't know man it's just too much i used to be i used to be i used to be good at this fellas this used to be very predictable but now triple h and his gang seem to have uh they keep they keep purposely throwing these things out knowing us stupid wrestling fans are gonna keep grabbing at each thing and now we sit and have a conversation stuck like wait a minute they threw this out does this mean this they threw this out. Does that mean that? And then you say something. I'm like, all right, now I'm all confused again. And I'm stuck and I have to watch it now. Versus before. I know God dang dust. That's what it is. God dang Triple H dust. But it's uh, like the crack that they're throwing on hip hop chicken. <laughs> 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 oh man, why does it taste so delicious? It's terrible. <laughs> oh man. I don't think anybody received that Triple H dust any more than LA Knight this year. Hey, if, if Damian yeah. Priest holds the title longer than two days, well, more than a day, he'll already accomplish more with the world championship than what Finn Balor has. Ouch. That is true. Oh. That's what Seth said. He was like, my title is already longer than yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just... That was that was the singer, and then he just chuckled. He chuckled and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> but he, had to, he was because he probably was laughing at himself that he had to say it, and he was like, "Let me keep a straight face because it was funny." <laughs> and you couldn't help but be like, "Oh,", oh and God. then for fitness, sit there with a straight face. I said, "He know he wanted to laugh." Oh like, man, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> jerk for that man. Um, will will a title reign be in LA Knight's future? <laughs> now, <laughs> brother, you said you here's here's my thing, and I say this over and over again, and I have to stop saying here's my thing, but it's just you know how it's always an introduction, introductory title match where like somebody's in the main event just to let people get established, like they have no they have no intention of them winning. It's mm-hmm. business, like think about the old territory days when your top guy used to get in the ring with Ric Flair. And he would mm-hmm. almost beat Ric Flair. So then when Flair left, all of a sudden, that rub you got from Flair and almost beating him made you the top guy of your local space. Like, but yeah, it's just there. It's just there for you to get you like to let people know, like, oh, this guy does belong here. I mean, he lost, and there's no shame in losing because everybody lost in Roman. But at least he showed he belongs in this conversation. Am I wrong for assuming that that's that's what this moment to me? This is his coming out party. This is LA Knight saying, okay. We're not putting the title on you, but this is your chance to go out there and show that you can dance with the big dogs. Let's see what you Logan Paul did it right. So it's like, let's see you go main event at one of our biggest events of the year. It's across the water, it's a lot of pressure, it's a big show, and we're, and we're asking you to close this show. Is it that simple, or am I missing something? Is there something more to this match that I'm reading into? Because to me, it seems kind of predictable, but then again, that Triple H does has us thinking twice about a lot of things. 
what say you good brothers anybody got get any other twist besides the scenario that i pretty much put out there or does anybody have a different take on it i i, I have a question but i agree uh -oh. i'm nervous exactly now what it's there for it's just the you know get us used to looking at la night in a main event like spotlight mm -hmm. oh yeah he, he almost mm -hmm. beat him because I think anybody who faces Roman and always beats and benefits, like I said, to me, that's it's the old Ric Flair effect. I said, you know, you're a top guy when you can look like you're about to lose and then you find a way to win. I don't know how many times Roman should have lost in the past year or so or two years, but he always found a way to win, which makes him a champion. But it was like, yo, he looks like he should have lost all those matches. And it made those it made those matches seem it wasn't like a big show match. Big show is gonna slap you one time, but your chest is gonna explode. You're really done. <laughs> you're like, okay, cool, dominant champion, we get it. But like Roman back dominant. tonight. Who came back tonight? Paul White, no more BS. Big show, yeah. man, man, no, BS. no more BS, yeah. <laughs> Bro, cut it out, man. <laughs> Captain Insano. He came Jared. out as Captain Insano, yo. Like, cut out. I got more friends. I got big friends. <laughs> In, anyways, good gosh. Um, clever though. Don't get me wrong. Clever. But well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. If Roman beats LA Knight without mm -hmm. any bloodline interference, because bloodline is thin, is that a bad thing for LA Knight? Does that make him look bad? Mm, that's that's intriguing, Drew. Drew, yes. what are you thinking? Brother Brand, you said yes. What do you what are you thinking? No, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead, what you think, Drew, because he might change my mind. First of all, that's a really good question. Now, now you know how uh, it is, Brandon. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good question. And it, but when we look at a lot of these matches with Roman Reigns, the biggest thing is we have bloodline interference. Usually, when the match seems like it's going to sway one way. And LA Knight is built so is is pushed so far up right now in the past calendar year that mm. I feel like that the way he has to loss get get the loss is with Jimmy Uso or solo interfering and more than likely Jimmy because he's the one who's trying to get back in really good graces with the bloodline after everything that's transpired over the past few months. So I feel like Jimmy Uso is going to have some type of interference within this match. It's going to come right down to the wire. But uh, they put too much work into L.A. Knight this year to have some type of Vince McMahon finish where it buries him. So, and, and luckily, he's not a part of the creative anymore. VKM, I got to be careful because, of course, you know how <laughs> things go out there with the hot pockets is going to come after me. So if you do, if you do, I was the one that said it. Come after me, not my boys right here. You leave me alone. They say VKM or just the name. They don't throw your name out there, but I will. Why? Because I feel like it right now, and I'm feeling good, VKM. It's Man, homie was walking around with a cane the other day. That was... people with the capital K, lowercase V and M, just to make it look even more special than you are because you like making it look special there. VKM, ultimate promo mode right here when it comes to you because of your storylines, and you better not touch this one because I don't want to see any type of jobber-esque work in this oh match. God. Drew always a real one, man. I hey. appreciate that. See that? Just, that's 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 why we. That's why he's a good brother. All night. That's he had good. our brother. Hey, listen, he ran off like five of those already before you got here, brother Brandon. Look, you <laughs> you know, know, right. I, said, I can't wait to hear. His listen, promo. he had one more left. I've been pacing myself, myself so I can last the whole episode. Yeah, man, D Willie had one more left in the chamber. He let that one rip. No, but it's 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 funny you mention that because it. It makes sense when you think about it because uh we, we didn't talk about it, but I'll, I'll talk about it briefly in connection with this as we kind of wrap up. John Cena versus Solo Sokoa, obviously the biggest match of Solo Sokoa's career, right? I'm curious to see mm -hmm. if like 
John Cena and them like, okay, I know what the bloodline does. I have to indispose him so he doesn't get involved later. It's because what you said, uh, Drew, makes sense. Because like, okay, well, how would how else will LA Knight lose if the bloodline doesn't get involved, right? It it only makes sense, sure. But what if we're in a situation where the bloodline be, kind of becomes indisposed because I don't know the situation with Jimmy Uso just yeah, like I said, he's trying to get back in the good graces. I'm not sure if he's in a bloodline, out of the bloodline, he's in a bloodline, but it's like yeah, they're kind of like using him the same way they was using Sammy at first before he got over. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know if Solo is going to be um, physically able to help Roman Reigns later in the night when uh, mm-hmm. LA Knight is um, is kind of in the mix. You know, John Cena does one-offs. He's not, I, don't, I don't see John Cena having a match and coming out to help later. I feel like he might try to like put Solo Sokoa through a stage, uh, you know, attitude adjustment and wave and walk off. He might even lose a match and still do it. What if something happens that you guys have talked about on previous episodes where they expand the bloodline a little bit by bringing in somebody from another territory? It has happened before. Brought in solo. Remember, it was the Usos. It was just them, the Usos and and Roman. And then uh, where were we at? We were in um, Clash of the Castle in uh, Cardiff, Wales, right? Yep. Drew Wales, man. And then all of a sudden... uh, a hoodie comes out and it's like we're like wait a minute solo just did a whole interview saying oh no that's my brothers they doing their thing i want to do something to create my own legacy what does he do show up show up in the bloodline next week new gear new colors i'm like oh come on man it got us again that's a good question man i'm I'm intrigued to see if it uh you know what would be we have a good one to bring in oh Jacob Fatu would be a, a good one to bring in if they're able to, depending on the contract status there. I'm not too He's sure. He's still locked in his contract, isn't he? To 2025 or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because everybody else got their release, but he's still locked there, isn't he? He's a yeah. top guy. I, I did not let him go, man. Hey, yeah. isn't Lance a free agent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lance, yeah. I remember seeing him post not too long ago about him being a free agent. So, and we've seen him in the WWE release, before. Have a clause. But you know, if they grant him release, does he have a non compete? Well, I know. Like, ah, did he get released everything. or was the contract expired? Because if the contract he expires, expired, he... oh, okay. So wait, so if he gets released, he still got a non, non, non he's got non-compete. a non-compete clause. But we don't know if MLW yeah. does that. Same thing with like Alex Hammerstone. Hammerstone had he has his release too, right? But they not yeah, like that. He's time. another type of guy. But yeah, he's. But I got I got a couple questions about what you said, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Um, first solo match, right? Do got you it. see? Jimmy help his solo win and it backfires on him because there's another element for the main event that you didn't think about. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing, all right, I'm going to use Brian, for example. He's probably going to love this. We was only in the third inning, right? Or what was we in the second mm-hmm. quarter? What what was the sports reference that they used? He, bottom he, of the third. He claimed, like, yeah, right. bottom of the third. Yeah. So for three bottom, innings, bottom we got third. to see. Bottom of the third. Bottom of the third. Whatever. <laughs> Wherever was that, right? We got to see all of this. Just follow me for a second. Just follow me. We got to see all this blood. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. All the shenanigans. All uh-huh. of this heel tactics, right? Mm-hmm. They are more heroes than villains right now. What if the heroes rally to try to conquer the story and help finish the story and it backfires? So what if a Jay Uso comes down there to try to help against Jimmy from stopping him in the main event? Mm-hmm. A Cody Rhodes come out, try to help LA Knight, and then Solo gets in the mix. Because you're going to have all these heroes trying to rally against them because they had their stare off. And you know, Triple H has been doing this. Uh, heroes got to come help save, got to come help save, got to come help save. Mm-hmm. I think that's how LA Knight loses it because too much interference 
and it's too much going on, and that's how you keep him strong. Eventually gets but, disqualified, yeah. Someone but does. at this point, Cody wanted to tell this story. Doesn't it mean more for him to take the title off Roman himself? He has to. But yeah, like what I'm saying is stopping the interference because the interference mm. has to help. I'm not right. saying help LA Knight, he's stopping the interference. Gotcha. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because there's so many good yeah. guys now to go combat the bad guys. That's one. But then another thing is if LA Knight loses, first off, can we just say LA Knight? I hope he calms down because some of his promos been real confusing. Like when he told Paul, <laughs> get out the ring, stay here, start talking, shut up. I hope he gets that together. But if he loses to Roman, <laughs> you got a whole Logan Paul that everybody hates. That's great. Be the United States champion. Is that his next program for Survivor Series or Royal Rumble to keep him in there and put him as the focal point of it? Because Logan Paul doesn't have a boxing match coming up, right? He's WWE for a right. few months because we got wait three months before he can get back in the ring. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. brother Brandon, apology. Uh-oh. I hope an apology because obviously L.A. Knight has been watching the inner out sports debates, been garnering some inspiration into his shenanigans, into his promos. <laughs> if he's that far outside that he's confusing you, he's obviously had to watch one or two episodes of that show in order to spiral out of control with his promos for you. So, <laughs> so it's your fault, Drew. <laughs> I take all ownership of this one. I'll just if somebody's got to oh, take man. the heat, I'll just take the fall for this one. Listen, now we say this is a awesome. um, house show, right? PLE. This mm-hmm. is not a major PLE, right? But we still don't know what's going to happen at Survivor Series. That is coming right around the corner. Like that's the crazy part. Like that's technically like one of the main three main weeks, stops. Right? Like yeah, it should weeks, be. Right? Yeah. If- if Roman's not dropping the title here, I just don't see him dropping it any time before WrestleMania 40. Nope. And there's, I don't there's... see him at Survivor Series. Is he booked for Survivor Series? No, it's, I don't. I don't think not. he is. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he yeah that's what I'm the saying. Rumors, the rumors are he wins, and then you got to have somebody else fill that void. So who better than L.A. Knight and Logan Paul at Survivor Series or Logan Paul's team versus L.A. Knight's team, or however you hmm. want to do? It. You don't think we get Logan Paul Santos Escobar? That's what I think is going. I don't think don't it's going to so. be like a team of champions. We've got we've got two different uh, general managers now on Raw and SmackDown. It's going to be Raw versus SmackDown. It's like they're going to draft their five, pick their five, and it's going to be GM versus GM. It's, I don't think it's going to be like champion versus champions team like we've seen in the past. I think it's going to go back even further with the old GM's pick. How long before we see the GMs getting a ring together? You know Nick Aldis Rock and Manny. Alex Pierce want to have a freaking general managers match. WrestleMania. They're both former NWA world champions. They both were never former WWE performers in ring. They they are mm-hmm. excellent characters outside the ring. Nick Aldis was yep. they kind of snuck Nick Aldis in there. It was like I didn't fans see that kinda, coming. They just like I didn't either. Like fans kind of know who he was, but it's like, but they introduced him like he was new. So you don't have to be like, well, who's that? They're like, oh, well, this is clearly somebody new they introduced. And you know, him showing him putting Adam Pierce out and they're showing up on another show. I I don't know if it's true. Or not. I heard he was 36. I'm like, he does what? What? Like Nick Aldis is thirty six. I don't know if it's true or not. That's said Yo, that's what I kept hearing today. Where's Dylan? Where's Dylan when we need him? No, that's okay. We gotta go to the. We gotta go to the Google machine, and oh, uh, figure out Nick Aldis's age, um, because um, he looks. He's he's thirty six. No, no way in the world. We're the same yeah. age. Fellas, he could have been in our class. Like, we could have went to school. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way in the world. He's born in 1986. Mickey James is 44. 
He's he's about to turn thirty seven. Well, he looks no one. On a six. He, <laughs> he married Mickey James. I don't know. Yep. I think she won. Yeah. You didn't she know that. A, she got. No, I know that, but I'm saying age wise. I didn't realize he was as young as he was. I so that was means not to say there's a big age gap. I thought they was close in age. Like, That's your question. Do you think this is fake? Do you think they only introduce him as a way to like get him? You know how they they sometimes people general managers for like a season and then all of a sudden they go back to being wrestlers. William Regal, William Regal, AJ Lee. Um, who else was a was a general manager? I think Mikael just gonna be a a general manager for a while, but I do think they're gonna mix it up. I I booking next year's Survivor Series or you know y'all said WrestleMania. I can see it happening then. Um, I think right now it's too soon. I just think they, they want to really like drag this and really get to the point where the tensions get so high. And I think that's the reason why I'm yeah. saying next year for Survivor Series. But I'm going to get that match. I see all this getting back in the ring at some point, but not Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce, 45 years old. His best days in the ring are behind him. Um, and it's been a while since he's been in the ring. All this has only been like two, three months because his last match was like for the impact tapings back in August 27th. It was like the very end of August. So he's still fairly fresh out of the ring. This could be yeah. a situation not quite as bad as when Daniel Bryan had to take it or Brian Danielson now had to take yeah, it. He, 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 he was another one. Yeah, But it could be a situation where they brought him in. They're going to put him in this producer role for a little bit. But mm-hmm. in the also part to rest up for some, he might be banged up quite a bit from all the years being on the road and all the stuff in the Indies. And they want to get the best version of him to give him some type of good final real run being at the highest platform of professional wrestling. So I think at some point we'll see him get back in the ring because he still is fairly young. He's our age, and but just has a lot of mileage on his body. Oh, big time. They're finding a big way time. to utilize him, but also get great promo work out of him as well. Mm-hmm. I think so, man. I think I, I, I'm excited for what they do with him. I'm happy for him. It just threw me for a twist. I don't know if they're going to have any major involvement as far as crown jewel 2023, but gentlemen, we did it. We got through this. Um, Nobody's pretty much given LA Knight a fighting chance to win this match, safe to say. Especially not my towel. Yep. Well, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, We have a loaded. We have a a loaded card for this. uh, This PLE Crown Jewel, November fourth, one PM stateside. Um, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. It should be. It should be a fun show. Man. Episode 100. We've got 100 episodes of us doing this, man. Eventually, we're going to go back and do a greatest hits recap as uh, as Drew Willingham does for his In-N-Out Sports debate. Um, Drew, we couldn't thank you. We can't thank you enough, man, for joining us, man. We This is a long time coming. It was um, everything I expected to be and more, man. We appreciate you gracing your presence with us, and we definitely want to continue to shout you out and say congratulations to all your most recent success. Like I said, one of the fastest rising. Uh, media conglomerates out there right now in sports, entertainment, professional wrestling, all the above, man. Right, what the horn said. Um, so we definitely just thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate you, the time that you've had us on your show. And, uh, man, you're such an inspiration, especially for all the shenanigans that we do. And um, this is what it's like for, like, old wrestling. I feel like we're all, we're all acting way younger than we're probably supposed to. I feel like we're in a classroom right now. <laughs> and so we, we can sit there and talk wrestling all we yeah, want. Brother though. Brandon came late, interrupting. His dog is homework. His dog is <laughs> homework. Right. Couldn't get you, it like it. you stop it. You don't don't feel up on me now. Don't go Hollywood on me. He said the classroom reference, so it was spot on. It was spot on for the hundredth episode. He's like, oh yeah, so what we <laughs> what did we talk about? Oh yeah, we did that. 
<laughs> like goodness gracious, we almost finished the chapter. We I did you no more questions. And here you come asking all the questions. Like we're trying to get out of class early. <laughs> it's, why do you sound like you why does it like you had a flashback? Right. Yeah, I'm, definitely. It's like, he's like, whoa, that touched the nerve. You went, went back. He got years, triggered. You? He, went, <laughs> you, you, you went back a couple years, buddy. <laughs> but uh, Hey, before we get out of here, though. Yes, sir. Brian H. said he was going to say something for us for the end. I backtracked and saved the day by not spilling the beans. Before we get out of here, you got to tell the story. You got to tell them. The people want to know. Here we go. Yeah, so yeah, this morning I'm driving, taking the kids to school, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm telling I said, look, y'all, I'm going to New York this weekend. Got some work to do. My daughter goes, oh, I want to go. I said, no, you can't go this time. So I said, you know Crown Jewels this Saturday. You going to watch it? Eh. I said, you know who in the main event, right? I'm like, it's Roman. Now, here's the thing. Every time I watch him Roman match with them, he loses. The tag, all them tag team matches that Roman lost last year, I was watching my kids, and I'm like, Hey, guys, this is the match I ain't gonna get a chance to watch when I know he's gonna win. So <laughs> <laughs> we get there. So then um, I said, You know who you wrestling? And then they was like, Who? And I was like, uh, LA Knight or something. And then I was like, no, my, uh, She was like, I can't think of his name. I said, The guy who says, Yeah. And it's like, Oh, LA Knight. So my son goes, What? Where did he come from? I said, Like, how did he get so big? And I was like, the people like him. And he goes, they like him. He's like the Brooklyn brawler with generational wealth. Yo. When I tell you, when you're driving through Baltimore City during morning rush hour, and I'm trying to keep my composure, I said, I'm going to say that on these pods today. He's like, yay. Oh, man, I was like, where did you come? I said, how do you even know who the Brooklyn brawler is? You don't say he's like, like Brooklyn. <laughs> that's that five o'clock shadow man oh man he'll be 14 oh shoot he'll be 14 next he'll be 14 on monday and i'm like how do you even know he's like i mean the wrestling dictionary that you know my mom gave me and i was like she did give you the wrestling dictionary i didn't know you remember to like all studied all the names <laughs> oh man the brooklyn brawler with generational wealth it was funny earlier today on Fan Club, Krista B was like, I'm fr- I live in Brooklyn. We don't even talk about the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> wow. Hey, you might have somebody else talking about 746 rhinestones on the belt at some point soon. Raise them right. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, definitely. This has definitely been one one great episode. I, it's it's fun when I get to join other shows and just sit back, relax, and just talk, and not have you're to not worry about, about post production. <laughs> yeah, and not have to like click all the extra buttons. And you know, even though you guys been a right. part of it, I mean, I keep up with the flow, but it is nice to just sit back and enjoy the show and enjoy the flow of it. You guys threw one great episode here for one hundred, and it was definitely an honor, joy, and privilege to be a part of it. I appreciate it. Hey Drew. Okay. Hey Drew. Yes, sir. Did you know everybody has a story? <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look what you came to the building with, though, brother Brandon. Just for you. Look at that. Thing. I know. This, uh, this belt was actually a gift back in my days of the squad life when I used to work at Geek Squad. You know, this belt, it was above my head since my man was talking about every belt 
having a mother father in story. I'm gonna give you one last promo for this show as the glasses are off. And Let I'm gonna rip. join Brother Hugh and the sunglasses celebration right here as we talk about this here world heavyweight mother father and championship right here in the wrestling room. So I'm at a house and this person, his wife, well, the wife was there. The husband had just passed away. I was doing some work there. And, you know, we got talking about some things and she talked about how much of a sports fan that her husband was, but very advocate of an actual of a professional wrestling through all the years, had belts, all sorts of different things. Went in there, took a look at this whole at the at the room. And I was just in awe. Like, look at Brandon's belt collection. That is nothing compared to what this room looked like when I walked into it. I asked if I could take a picture. The, the picture request was denied because she was afraid that someone else would see it and then, like, break into her house. She was kind of paranoid when it came to that part. But I don't want to throw too much shade on this woman right now. I'm trying to get to the good part. So the good part was because the type of work that I brought to the house, the type of energy, the type of compassion and working for the people and doing whatever I could to go above and beyond because I love people, providing customer service and making them happy by leaving with a smile on their face. And what was I rewarded with? I was able to choose one thing from the room. And what did I choose? Wow. This world heavyweight <laughs> championship belt. And Unreal. was given, I don't have it right here, but I was also given the, um, when you have the ladder match or whatnot, what holds the belt in the air nice. or whatnot, the oh, little like wow. coat hanger thing that, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. the circle on it that hangs from the propeller. I got mm-hmm. that. So I'll bring that out and show that to you guys at some point. But no, this belt was, uh, and I mean, it's legit. I mean, this is legit as the collection behind Brandon. And every belt has a story. And that's the story behind this belt right here. Did you, was it like, was it a quick choice or did you have to like think about it? I mean, I thought about it for a minute, but I mean, there was some <laughs> other stuff in there that was like autographed oh and stuff like that too. But mm. I mean, I always wanted a world heavyweight championship belt. And like, I was 30 years old and I had never bought a belt before in my life. Now, if I had started collecting belts at a very uh, younger age or whatnot, like Brandon has and established it over the years, it'd be a different story. But me <laughs> being in my thirties, I would feel guilty about buying an actual belt when there was other things I could pay for at the time. And instead, luck just came my way by going to someone's individual house, trying to downsize them. Saying, and the reason why, like, there wasn't more that was awful because she's going to try to start selling things online, get a profit back, of course. And for mm-hmm. this belt right here, I mean, they still sell for you know hundreds of dollars on WWE on you know their, their website. I mean, you guys know how it goes out there when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. to be able to be gifted something like that, pretty much a three to four hundred dollar gift just for being myself and doing the same job I would do at the other four or five houses I would go to in a day when I was working in the field out there. Right. It was a pretty special moment. So That's awesome. say every belt has a story. That one's pretty damn epic. I love that one. That was dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Round of applause for Drew Willingham. Every belt has a story. Championship culture every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Season two coming soon at Wrestling Rum, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Rum. Playlist championship culture. Definitely follow us on all social media platforms at Russell Realm. Subscribe to our Patreon, Twitch, and YouTube at the Russell Realm. Drew, can you tell the people where they can find you on all your social media platforms, networks, etc.? 
Uh, you, just like you guys said in the intro, uh, there's three different platforms you can find me on. A7BN Sports for my weekly coverage of the Washington Commanders. Uh, the show Commanders Gridiron Report, which is Mondays, 3.05 p.m. Eastern. It's on Sertoba Media, but it's also a part of A7BN Sports uh, Network programming. Um, also, when I do get a chance with my schedule to get back into doing credentialed events again, that'll be you know my home for doing that as well. Um, work with Team MBS Media on, on writing articles, getting back into writing again. Something I've always been passionate about is, is writing and, and being a part of that part of the media. Um, that's that's my home for that with Team MBS. But they also showcase some of my work as well in the video game. But the main place that these guys definitely know exactly where it's happening at, that is Sertoma Media, where the struggle is real to be awesome. To be awesome. And Struggle has been real, as we've alluded to at the beginning of this show. But, hey, you got to overcome obstacles to get the victories, okay? And I couldn't do it without the support of these guys, along with many other people in the corner. So, again, this is just as much their victories as it is mine. I say it enough, but I'm going to say it to the day I die because I appreciate it. And I came close to dying at one point, okay? So when you get to that point in your life, you start thinking of things about a little bit different. Even though I had these thoughts before about the people that have, you know, been a big part of these projects, they mm -hmm. mean even more to me now on a completely different level. So Sertoba Media is the place where you can mainly find me. Check me out on YouTube, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. You know, Facebook, Threads. I guess you're sewing out there on Threads. I don't know. But then you've got other things like Snapchat and TikTok as well. You can find Sertoba Media on all the major platforms. And thank you all who have in the past and continue to support the work that I do. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Drew Willingham. One last thing before we get out of here. Uh, we got a, I see a sponsorship uh, piece in there, Brian H. Yeah. Uh, the wrestling run will be on the road this week, dog. Uh, we are proud sponsors. Uh, one of the sponsors of those wrestling girls' fifth anniversary taking place this week. And I'm gonna just say this you're gonna want to be there. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. They will be live streaming it, so make sure you tune in. Uh, but you know, donate $20 for a ticket. Uh, brother Hugh, brother Brandon coming up. Uh, they're gonna be there. Uh, I, I didn't so. confirm that. I didn't confirm that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did. Come on, man. It's, I, I didn't. I didn't. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now. He's gonna have a whole fashion show up there. It, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's going to New York. <laughs> he been we been waiting to get back up there, but uh, yeah. The, so um, yeah, they just uh dropped the sponsorship graphic on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there this Friday. This Saturday, Saturday night, so Crown Jewel at one o'clock, seven o'clock, or eight, seven, eight, seven or eight is the party in Brooklyn. They're going to live stream their uh, first time ever live uh, episode, followed by the after party to celebrate five years. That is dope. Uh, once again, congratulations, shout out to those wrestling girls in their fifth uh, year anniversary. Um, they do they do amazing work. Follow them on all social media platforms. So much more. If you want to join a party, is it too late to get through? Maybe not, but you need to find out. Uh, November 4th at what time again? 6 p.m.? 7? 7. 7 p.m. Uh, Crown Jewels at 1. Anniversary at 7. Brothers, man, I don't want to descend, but this is this is where we say goodbye because we got rum after dark. We appreciate you for being on the show. <laughs> Shout out to Brother Brandon for making his triumphant entrance to the uh, 
um to the show shout out to brother hugh and his and his new microphone sounding nice and saucy as usual <laughs> god dang it the lakers are going over time they had the game one god, I told you. we gotta sit there talk all that smack about anthony davis and it's coming full circle for you now okay <laughs> you're going overtime whether you like it or not it is 117 to 117 and guess who is second? Well, no, my apologies. He's third in points now because LeBron decided to wake up with 33 points now. <laughs> then you've got the man, the myth, and the legend, D'Angelo Russell, with 27 points as he's come See? back from the dead in his second tenure with the Lakers now. And then you got Anthony Davis, who's the third best, not the third worst, but he's the third best with 25 points. All that shade. You threw on him, Brian H. You should be ashamed of yourself for throwing all that shade on the unibrow-wearing, wrinkled-brown, browage man himself, Anthony Davis. I just gave you one last promo. We need to go win this game, and we will be no shade throw. They got Russell Westbrook looking vintage. Paul George hitting threes. Oh, man. We're entering into overtime. Guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to overtime as well. Drew, stick around for a little bit. We heading out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next week. It will... uh. We'll be talking about some crown jewel, and, and maybe we can figure out if uh, maybe some of the things that we talked about actually comes into fruition. So we will see you next week. We are and 100 more episodes. Cheers to 100 more. It's good, brothers. We have a problem. Yes!